the Ron and Fez show starts right now.
down to it, Bopper. Let's get down to it. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Coming uh, soon, Jermaine Lassier will be on with us to talk about Batman and exactly what the film is like. He got a chance to see it last night. Bat week, holy shit. It is Bat week. The uh, Dark Knight Rises, the early reviews are coming in. Uh, and Rotten Tomatoes, for the first time ever, has got to stop commenting because anybody who's had a negative review towards The Dark Knight Rises is getting death threats from people who have not seen the movie. So they're very, very angry with people. And by the way, the reviews are pretty good on it. It's like high 80s. Uh, I know we're writing the post this morning. Four stars. Just a rave. Greatest fucking Batman movie ever. Um, maybe everyone doesn't feel that way, like what happens with opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what this thing of wanting your Rotten Tomatoes thing to be high. It's going to be a be, fucking hundred. Yeah, people are fucking nuts. But the the whole nerd and geek th- thing has really become frat boy. Uh, Bro down. Yeah, soccer fucking punk at best. It really isn't about little nerds and geeks. It's about angry fucking cheering guys who... Want things their way. Well, you can see that, like, every Comic-Con, people go around interviewing the cosplayers or people dress up in costumes. And every year, it's like getting to be more mainstream people just in a costume, not yeah, like it, a nerd. It really doesn't belong to the nerds and geeks. Like, really, really like a ridiculous amount of really hot broads are at these Comic-Cons now. Just like, I'm a geek. I like Star Wars. Look at my cunt lips. Because <laughs> uh, it used to be any girl with glasses who dressed up a little bit. All the other nerds would be around him. But now Penthouse sends broads there. Yeah. And regular people walk around, hey, dude, I'm a geek. You know what I'm saying? I'm a real fucking geek. Fucking Lord of the Rings, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it's really changed quite a bit. Well, uh, we'll hear from uh, Jermaine Lassier a little later on in the, in the uh, show. I guess whenever he wakes up on West Coast time, because he emailed us like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that he said that his balls exploded in joy. No, I don't know that. I'm just saying. that's He needs his balls, doesn't he? Well, that's all part of it. All right. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. By the way, uh, people are popping off to me about this, these ice cream girls. That we had up on the site yesterday. Oh, just sexy. Yeah, just going crazy about it. So a 3 o'clock snack, catch that before it's too late. I don't know what it is about girls and ice cream. Maybe it's the licking. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the cone shape. Cocks. Um, but some people just seem to even like the girls with spoons. And I don't even get the sexual nature of that. More tongue the better, Ronnie B. All right, so there it is. Uh, your big story today, Chris Stanley, that you love is this story out of Vegas. Yeah. The shootout at the Palms Internet Cafe. The robbery at the Internet Cafe, which (laughs) master fucking criminals here. I Um, don't really, it's like two bucks for an hour or whatever. People aren't like going marathon sessions at Internet Cafe. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing, but they came in armed to the teeth. 
Uh, bad news, though. A gunman was in there. Older guy. Looks like anybody's grandpa. Come out. Uh, popping. Just popping. Lights and look at, it, look at him there. He's so funny. Just the way that he runs is so slow. But the joy that he has shooting at these guys. Just going off. Just firing over and over again. And... Sending them into the streets. Now, did he hit them at all? I believe he hit. He hit them. Yeah, yeah. He, he he nailed them. But they were just. But they just kept going. They fucking. They were just scared shitless. I mean, they just. They, but they were fucking hit. He lit them up a little bit. Well, does he shoot them with BBs? How do they keep going like this? Twenty two. But these guys were uh, armed, pointing fucking weapons at people, and not realizing uh, one dude was ready for just such a problem. And he was even a guy that he came in from the side, so it wasn't even like uh, anyone was pointing a gun at him. Mm-mm. So it wasn't like a fucking draw situation. <laughs> you know, like in the movies, they always yell the guy's name and then they shoot at him. Not him. He just comes in fucking popping. Just fucking slides out out of nowhere and just pulls a fucking gun on these dudes. This and- is so nuts. Look, the, the lady, the old lady almost walks into his line of fire because he's just randomly shooting inside this cafe. Not randomly shooting. He's, he's shooting at the bad guys. He's got good form. He's fucking holding his shit steady. If, if anything, I thought he was fairly textbook, Fez. I think it's just completely unnecessary. He's lucky someone didn't get shot, that they didn't just start shooting back. Look at that woman who's right in the middle of everything. Yeah, but he's not aiming at her. He's got, he's firmly fucking on these here's two dudes. Gotta, here's, all right, so you're saying he's causing danger by doing this? Yes, absolutely. You gotta remember this. People have gone into restaurants and shit and shot everybody sitting there. You're not safe by saying, I'll do what you say. There's been plenty of times when people went into the loopies and just fucking gunned everybody down. Oh, hell yeah. Execution. All we know. I mean, we're calling it a robbery, but we don't know. Maybe this thing was going to be everybody wiped out, but not with this old fucking guy ready to go. And then he just, look, he just shoots out an open door at the end of the video. Where who knows who could have gotten hit on the street. It's not even contained inside the internet place. I think you're just being contrary. Oh, come on. He nailed that guy at the end. He yeah, I mean, everything that he did. And then he didn't go chase them out in the street. He made sure that they left the building. This guy's kind of like Batman. Only Batman's fake, and this guy's real. So he's a million times better than Batman. And Batman won't use a gun because of what happened to his parents. Well, this guy's smartly used a stupid gun. idea. Maybe he should use a gun for exactly what happened to his parents. Yeah. Then he could be gunman, and he wouldn't have to waste all of his time <laughs> with fucking masks on and yeah. shit. Just shoot the fucking Joker in the face, and there, he doesn't have to deal with him anymore. Riddler, fucking gut shot him. Bam, done. Maybe some other dick to fucking put on a mask to go crazy. Um, Tommy, you're on the Round of Fest show. Good morning, gentlemen. Fess, listen, you need to calm down. You're not going to get hurt if you're next to a gun that goes off. Only if the gun's pointed at you. You know, I, I think Fez is like he would rather not be in a situation where there are guns. But everybody is that way. At least there was somebody there who was helping regular fucking people who are just renting internet time. Yeah. And for all we know... 
could have had their heads blown off. Because Hicks is correct. What are you going to be robbing at the fucking internet cafe? There's dick there. There's not a lot of money going on there. Um, let's go over to Tony. Tony on the Run Fest show. Yeah, this guy's definitely a hero. I mean, I, I think back to Boogie Nights with Don Cheadle on the Dawn Shop. I think I had the right idea. He is a hero. Maybe this guy will open his own speaker store. I think he's reckless. He's not reckless. This guy was on point. I'm sure this guy is like a veteran or a fucking ex-cop and just fucking lift these dudes up. He came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere and saved all these assholes fucking jacking off in the internet cafe. Going on Facebook I hope they weren't fucking jacking off. Why else you go to that cafe unless you want people to watch you jerk off? <laughs> it's a fucking weird place. And honestly, don't you use a credit card when you're at the internet cafe? You could, yeah. I don't even think that you're sitting there putting fucking quarters in some old... No. You go in, you sit down for however long you're there, then you pay them fucking eight bucks or whatever retarded tiny amount of money there is. These two fucking idiots robbing this place. We're going to kill everyone in this fucking store. These guys are loaded for bear, but I'll tell you one thing. They did not expect to be in a gunfight. Hell no. Look at him coming up. Just the way he runs is so damn funny. <laughs> and that lady just puts her finger... No one's really panicking in that place. No, they're letting him they're take control. Their, yeah, they're keeping that all together. Look at like the little nerdy guy behind him, like, uh... <laughs> um, the one guy just puts his hands up immediately, like he's seen so many uh, robbery movies, he knows exactly what to do. Well, there's another thing to do. Start fucking dropping those assholes, one after another. Um, although they might have been screaming hands in the air, too, Fez. We're not getting the uh, audio here. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Roddy B. Yeah. Hey, those down in Florida, those uh, internet cafes are actually like uh, gambling calls. Or a uh, you pay for internet time, and then you know you pay, play some uh, internet gambling. If you win, they pay you out right there. So there, there's some what? money. That All right. So this is what a casino is in Florida: an internet cafe. Yes, sir, kind of. It's, in fact, this has happened more than a few times down there. They've had a kind of a run of problems like this. The so, one I went to down there had a uh, had a uh, fucking armed guard there. That's yeah, I was just saying, I mean, you would normally think there would be security in a place like that, like that you're describing. Well, this one did, but this security guard, he looked like uh, he looked like an idiot anyway, so I'd, I'd probably take my own gun, too. Well, this old retiree wasn't... Uh, taking any shit from anybody no boom boom <laughs> boom <laughs> boom man this guy's badass um Danny Phoenix you're running Fez hey guys hey Fezzy yes hi buddy if this was a gay bar and guys were sucking each other off and some skinhead came in and then somebody came out and killed them would it be okay no, um, I'm going to go ahead and make this a uh, rule for any bar. Not okay to kill someone. Well, right. what if you're doing it to save people? Like if the old man would have came up shooting at regular people who were in a bar having drinks, Hicks and I would be like, yeah, that's awful. That guy's an asshole. But here, people were getting fucking either held up or perhaps shot for all we know. And the old timer comes up fucking booming. 
Yeah, they hadn't shot anybody. They hadn't started. He's the only gunfire in the whole video. So you think it's okay if somebody points guns as long as it hasn't fired yet? It's, you wait. You wait till the first one goes off. Till the first person is hit, then it's okay to start shooting them. It's it's not okay. But I think when you when that old guy starts shooting, he could have possibly escalated the problem. I think they just got out of it lucky. Well, I'll agree. They got out of it lucky. It could always be worse. Yeah, they were lucky that guy was there. Is what fucking happened? <laughs> They're Man. lucky when he shot at the first guy that the second one didn't just start uh, tearing people down. But why would you blame the guy rather than the first one? Why wouldn't you blame the first two guys who came in with guns instead of blaming the guy who saved everyone? Do you, I don't hear them getting any fucking uh, hey, scumbags shit. run up into a fucking internet cafe, terrorize people. Well, let's call it what it is now, fucking gambling down casino. <laughs> John, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, Fez, I heard the robbers were yelling out anti-gay slurs, so maybe they got what they deserved, huh? Mm. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Like, hey, all you Fs, put your hands in the air. Take your hands off your balls and put them in the air for a change. <laughs> Why don't you turn off that gay porn for once? Give me your fucking money. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Fuck, that's awful. Oh, yeah. They're all in there just gambling and jacking. Ugh. And all anyone ever tries to do is fit in and be accepted, like in Glee. Yeah. Big, fun Glee show. I love that show. Right? It's like they, it's like there's a regular TV show, but they also bust into songs sometimes. Do you ever see when they sing Don't Stop Believing? I'd never heard that song before. And <sighs> now classic. I'm just a fan. And it is true. You shouldn't stop believing. Ever, because, you know. Well, unless it's Santa. And then you have to stop believing. But, like, in your hopes and dreams, never stop believing in those. Well, it depends on what you're hoping and dreaming of. If you're hoping and dreaming of starting up a fucking rape center, then stop believing. Well, I guess then, yeah, you're just a terrible person. You're the world's worst person. There shouldn't be centers for raping people. <laughs> oh. If anything, it should be on the outskirts of town. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But in a glee way, where I'm singing it. Maybe we should start gleeing where we sing every once in a while. Just busting the song? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know what song would go with this, though. Well, we have to get rights from the musicians to do Why it. would we get it from magicians? Musicians, not Hello, magicians. Hello, Penn? Could we uh, do the fucking disappearing <laughs> ball trick? It's for a new version of Glee we're doing. Where we break into magic every once in a while. Should be fucking great. First episode's called Fun at the Rape Center. <laughs> we're trying to get Daniel Tosh to be on with us. Since he seems to know so much about it. Um, J.D., you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I was going to ask Fez, what if this had happened at Columbine? What if the guy had been there? Uh, I think it's a completely different situation. Those kids went in there shooting up the place. Not the first five steps. They got in for a while before they shut up the place. Yeah. Who knows when these guys would have started shooting. Now, if this would have been a Columbine, everybody would be like, how old is that student? Like 78? Did he sneak in? Does he like continue education? You think if you were this fucking old as this guy, you wouldn't even want a fucking gun. You're just like, 
please do shoot me before everything breaks down completely. Well, he has his gambling addiction to feed, so maybe that's what's keeping him going. <laughs> you know he's just playing the shittiest games. Internet roulette. I think I'm going to fucking really crush today. No old guys ever play any of the fucking cool games. No. They're just waiting for fucking shoot some young punks. Good. Good for them. Fucking Death Wish up in this motherfucker. I forgot about Death Wish. Oh, yeah. That doesn't get the play that it should. You know, like, it doesn't get the replays and stuff. Well, there's like six of them, right? Yeah. Well, there's like four, probably. And then the weird thing is, like, after a while, he just keeps going to every town. Like, it's one thing when you're shooting up. Uh, you know, when you're fucking sitting around and you're shooting up in New York in the 70s, everyone gets it. But what are you shooting people in Vancouver for? That doesn't make any sense. Someone wronged him while on the road. All right, so a couple of punks came into a rape center, started making anti-gay slurs, and an old man popped them both off. Good. Yep. Fucking, they said the old man was yelling, it's time for a wet t-shirt party, the whole time he was doing it. <laughs> Which I think is just brilliant. That's fucking some real badass shit. Yeah. Whatever. These guys are dumb. I would just wish he wasn't wearing those old man shorts. It really accentuates his fucking old age. <laughs> it does. No one, no one else, no old dude's wearing those things. Decked down all white. I mean, really, how fucking much cooler are you that you've got an extra fucking 11 inches of non-pant leg? Oh, he'd be much more badass. The one has his, uh, the side has his gun pocket. Hell yeah. Where else is he going to keep his gun? He ought to just keep it out at all fucking times. He lives in Florida. Oh, I bet, I'm sure he is now, so we're going to recognize, oh, it's that guy. They said when he was shooting, he was yelling, eat your Skittles, motherfucker. Oh, my God. He shouldn't have brought Trayvon into this. No one should ever. No one should ever. Both these guys are wearing hoodies. Oh, that is true. Uh, Robert, New Mexico, you're in my face. Hey, Ronnie, that guy's a hero, man. He's 71 years old. Young. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, uh, the two gentlemen, one named Duane, spelled with a D-U, <laughs> uh, they already bailed out of jail. And uh, says, man, you're crazy, dude. You're just, you're just way off on this one. That's all I got to say. Um, Frank in Florida, you're in fest. Hey, Ronnie, that just goes to prove your point about the nutcases in Central Florida. That was around Ocala. Yeah, it just doesn't stop. And I know it is. It's fucking hot out there today. Everybody's going fucking crazy. I walked out of my apartment and getting punched in the face. I was about to go to the internet cafe and just fucking shoot it up. So you can't do that. I figured out how many people are carrying in the internet cafes in New York. Everybody's, um... Like fucking pl playing casino games. You're on couch, you serve in there talking with your friends. <laughs> you guys have Prodigy? Prodigy's so fucking cool. Talk to you on Prodigy. Go in the fucking chat room. All you do now is Pinterest, right? That's your only fucking scene that That's you're into. Like, I was in a Tumblr for a while, but then, yeah. like, Pinterest came up. I was like, shit, I like posting pictures. Why don't you fucking pin me sometime? All I'd right. love to see some of your pictures. Okay, I'll pin you. I'm just trying to stay ahead of the curve, you know? 
Tell me what is yesterday's news. After the show yesterday, uh, people, well, I'm not saying people, Zeech tried to mock out Fez in his old fucking style phone that he rocks. But at least his phone works. Yeah. Unlike everybody else's smartphones. My Blackberry just. You will never have a smartphone, Fez. You despise him. Yeah, yeah. That I, I need to be able to hear on my phone. But you get the, the internets and your emails on here. I'll use a computer for that. Well, if you're not by a computer. <laughs> this shit's like a computer in your pocket. It's great. What would you rather have, a computer in your pocket or a fucking handgun? Handgun? That's a lot bad, more badass. Uh, David, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron. Uh, I live in Texas. I'm 55. I just went to a concealed handgun class a week ago. And I was the second youngest in the class. There was people like 74, 76 in there. I couldn't believe it. Well, I guess that's the people who worry the most, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I guess they don't feel safe. So, you know, hell, it's better to have it and not need it than not to have it and need it. I've never heard that before. That's a really interesting saying, though. It's good when you hear something new, something new and fresh. Never thought about that like that before. Mm-mm. You've never thought of anything before. Well, I thought plenty. Name one thing you thought of. Rape Center. That wasn't yours. Go back and listen to the tapes. Oh, yeah. TV. <laughs> That's what I came up with, Rape Center. <laughs> you got your big uh, internet show tonight, right? Well, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. They so did it on Wednesdays. Moved to Thursday. It just, just this week, it's Thursday. Dave Max Sports Program. You guys are going to fucking get crushed by Big Bang Theory. Fuck. I didn't even, wasn't even thinking of Big Bang Theory. It's time you started thinking about it. All right, Fez, what's your big story today? What's got you thin in there, Bubba Louie? Uh, um, on the Ivy Wire, this video of the store owner who's just basically uh, terrorizing and traumatizing a young shoplifter. The kid got caught stealing in the store, and the guy's just threatening him. All right, let's say it. No, you did it more than once. Admit it. If you admit it, listen. I don't think you said I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't tell my dad I won't do it anymore. Uh, you promise me you won't do it anymore? I cross my heart. All right, say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For stealing. Huh? For stealing. And you will never do it again. All right, but I'm still telling your dad. No, wait. I'm calling the cops, too. No. You want to go to jail? Should I call the cops? No. So say sorry for stealing. Sorry for. <laughs> I think it's just a cute story. Oh, it just watching that just put the fear of God into me. It just reminded me of every time someone threatened to tell on me when I was a kid. I immediate. I had a flashback childhood fear watching that thing. Jesus. Uh, maybe he, maybe this store owner was saving this kid, though. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're saying it's a good thing. Well, I'm, I hope he doesn't end up telling his dad. I don't but, think he's going it, to. Well, it doesn't, it's on YouTube now. The story is a dick. He's not, the kid, the kid Lewis said, my father's going to beat me if he finds out about this. Please, I'm sorry. Okay, kid, I won't tell him, but I'll put it on YouTube. This Can I just say something else? around right now. That fucking kid hasn't taken his hand off the merch. <laughs> That kid don't mean a goddamn thing that he's saying. I like this. I only did it once. All right, three times. What fucking guy's trying to get him to fucking admit to stealing? He was trying to get himself out of some trouble. But he was stealing. He got himself into the trouble. Right. And he stole from the guy's store all the time. <laughs> well, you know, there's fucking money out of that guy's pocket. And it really is the old man's business. It shouldn't be nothing that he's negotiating with a little kid to begin with. He's knocking this kid out. The kid's, I, I believe the kid. I, this kid's pretty upset. He's crying his fucking eyes out. I don't think the kid will steal again. I, got, I went to uh, the summer program uh, at a school next, uh, a block away from my house. Got in trouble there, and they were going to call my mother and kick me out of the program. And I was terrified that they were going to ring her phone. Those were her third shift days, because not only would she be pissed that I got in trouble there, they'd be waking her up at the same time, which was basically like waking up a hibernating bear. Why are you, Why do you identify with a crying child? Because he's <laughs> terrified. Why can't you identify with the fucking store owner or with the father who maybe would like to use this time to fucking teach his kid not to steal. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, listen, it don't matter, Seth, how old they are, what color they are, whatever. A thief is a thief, man. So it don't matter if they end up crying or if they end up getting shot in the ass like them boys over there in Florida. It's bullshit. Nobody likes a thief. You ain't going to let somebody come in and take all your stuff, are you? No, nobody likes a thief, but first in the first case with the Florida casino, the guy put more people in danger, I think, by shooting uh, randomly or in you, a... You, a, you have one theory that didn't happen. The other theory is everybody could have get killed in the place. But you don't sit around and think about what would happen if these guys just fucking shot up everybody. Oh, man's a hero. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Andrew. You're on Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, when I was in high school, this was like in the 70s, I worked in a supermarket, and uh, I would work with this crazy old guy. If we would catch shoplifters, especially kids, he would take them, make them take their shoes and socks off and lock them in the freezer for about 10 or 15 minutes. And one time he caught these kids, it was like the day before Thanksgiving, and he terrorized them, and he kept yelling, and you're going to be in jail, and you ain't getting no turkey. Wow, that's fucking crazy. See, that's the kind of guys that they really do uh, turn on, because they're not asking you to be judge and jury, but you also can't let kids just come in and rob your store fucking blind either. Tim in Illinois, you're on a fest. Hey, Ron, um, I wanted to tell Fezzy and uh, Hicks, if you believe this kid crying, I got a story for you. These kids in my hometown was egging my truck one day, I grabbed the last one that ran. I grabbed him off his bicycle. He started doing that crying thing. And, I mean, he was crying and crying. And I said, all right. I felt sorry for him. I said, all right, I'm not going to say nothing. But if I ever catch you doing it again, I'll kick your ass. He turned around, got on his bicycle, and said, fuck off, asshole, yeah. like that, and drove away. 
you tell me? Uh, everybody remembers doing something like that when they were a kid. Because crying is one of the few defenses that you have when you're a kid. And begging. You know, you in the back of your mind, you're like, I, uh, I get really upset. I will do anything to be out of this for this second. That's this, all I want. This second to be free. <laughs> this kid's getting slapped around right now. So, Fez, you think that it's good if a kid is stealing if you don't tell his parents? Yeah, I, in this case, I think this kid was punished enough. I don't think he's going to steal again. Wouldn't that be up to the parent, though? Not to some stranger? Like, the parent is the one who's supposed to be raising him. That's the that's the person, who, that's the only person who needs to make the decision whether the kid is going to steal or not. Anytime that you and a little boy have a secret away from their parents... Oh, Jesus. Sandusky. Maybe you are gayer. Gayer than I thought. Oh, God. Because, you know, sometimes we say that he's not. Uh, I'll just say sexual, but, you know... The kid thing fits. I am not into kids. I am openly gay. I am or not adults. a pedophile. Or adults. The fact that you're even yelling that out really That's makes bad. it sounds weird. That's really bad. Uh, Glenn, Rhode Island, you're in front of Fez. morning, gentlemen. Listen, this kid sounds just like a, a, a clip that you all played a few weeks ago about a young uh, Mexican or Puerto Rican kid Something about a thousand dollars. They thought that he had stolen it, or they got it misrepresented it somehow to him, and the mother was on with him. I think these folks are just trying to make viral videos. Well, everyone tries to make viral videos, but there's no way this kid. If this kid's an actor. Give him a fucking TV show. Everybody loves shoplifting, kid. That's this the name of it. Fucking prick Jonesy that used to have the uh, store in my neighborhood. So I'm buying fucking uh, Marlboros for myself. I tell Jonesy's like, who is this for? He lets me fucking buy like a hundred times. And then I'm like, for my dad, he goes, your dad smokes Paul Malls. And I'm telling him the next time I come in here. <laughs> like a fucking idiot, I'm like, I better tell my old man before Jonesy does. Yeah. So I fucking cop to the truth. Jonesy never told. And there I was like a fucking moron. And that's why I said to myself, I'm going to get that old man, and I'm going to shoot down that fucking entire place. Oh, my God. Did you roll up in there with the fucking piece? I can't say that part of the story, but oh. it's really funny. <laughs> Sounds pretty interesting. Um, let's go over here to Tim in Arizona. You're on Fez. Hey, Renny B. Hey, I want to tell Fez, uh, the day his gay partner has a sperm-covered Shit nugget fall out of his ass. Oh, right. child. What an asshole. All right. Uh, Fuck you. Uh, whoa. So, what's your main point that Fed should never be commenting on raising kids? Well, he was a kid, so he yes. does at least. And I still think you see it from that direction. Absolutely. But you don't see it from the adult direction. You're only getting one part of the story. Um, Joe and Philly, you're on my face. Joe. Hey, Fez, uh, 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 great to hear from you today. I just want to know, how can an atheist have the fear of God put in by that video? Uh, if you listen to the story, I was a little kid, very, very believing in God at that point, and figured okay. I was going to hell as well. What well, did you do so uh, awful? I, so God, God existed then, right? Okay, just check it. See ya. In my mind, he did. 
what, what's your point, Fess? I, you know, it was... What uh, did you do? I was just talking when we were supposed to be quiet. It wasn't even anything like shoplifting. But apparently, I had been like my third warning... So I was get I was gonna get chucked out. They were gonna call my mother and throw me out of the place that she had paid for me to go to day camp at. Mm-hmm. Now when did they start having gay camps? Day camp. What did I say? Gay camp. That's even funnier. <laughs> I guess they teach about a jerk and fuck, right? I don't well, know. Well. They just go like this: camp time. <clears throat> I guess there's lots of arts and crafts. Today we're gonna teach you how to make a knot. Balloon knot. <laughs> hey, what were those things like that they tried to teach you in the summer how to fucking make a... You would put a key on the end of it. And like oh, girls... It's like plastic almost. Yeah. They're yeah. like fucking weaving those things together. Girls could do it a lot better than guys could. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know them shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This just got fucking written into me. Lanyard? Lanyard? That doesn't seem like the right name to me, though. I googled woven keychains and that came up. I know it's like a plastic thing. I made a really fucking shitty one. <laughs> and I brought it uh, back because we had like a... Like the, they would open the elementary school in the summer and then you could go there and play fucking ball and horseshoes and shit. So I tried to make one one day. And it was like all the way by the end of the summer. I took it home. I said to my dad, I go, this is for your car keys. And he goes like this. I didn't put my fucking car keys on this. <laughs> I work with men. You think I'm going to come in here with this thing? I think it's called a scuba-doo. You're a scuba-doo. I, I, look, this is Seriously, this it's is the it. stupidest thing you've ever said. I, I'm, I'm not. Look, scuba-doo. It's not in craft. Originally aimed at children. I think it's scuba-doo. I think that's what it's called, or scuba-dow. Nothing is called scuba-dow or scuba-dow. It's a Wikipedia article on it. That doesn't make it fucking look, right. Look, there's pictures. This is what we're talking about. I don't even know what that thing is. It's a scuba-dow. You're thinking there's... of a cartoon dog. No! Look, that's I, I fucking hunted this shit down, and I figured it out. Scuba-dow. It's a, 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 a scuba-dow? I don't know. It's neither. It's this is the word. That's it's plastic, fucking woven shit. JD, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. How's it going, boys? Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, wondering if Fez thought a better punishment for the kid would be to be stripped down naked and hosed down in his uh, driveway. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Got that picture in your mind, don't you, sir? Do me a favor, Hicks. Yeah. Shut that fucking window today. Right. Too many people are sticking their fucking face in. I'm just. All right, people writing in lanyard, 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 one after another. Why he's out there? Hicks makes up some crazy ass shit. Or he's back. What? Nothing. What happened? I was just saying, maybe it is scuba down. I think it is. It's. It seems like it is to me. Thank you. There's nothing like that. What you've just described doesn't even exist. I swear to God. Um, Donnie, you're on the Run of Fish show. Ronnie B., me and Buff's You too, pal. Uh, 
I have to agree with with Fez on this. You know, I listen I listen to it, and you know, with my children, if, if some guy, some dickhead like this guy terrorized my children and did things like that, pulled them off to the side without me present, I'd probably knock about three of his fucking teeth out. But I mean, here's the other side, Donnie. Would you be what, letting what your this guy, Would you be letting, letting your little kid hang out, out in this fucking store? Uh, but no, I would. I banned the kid from the store. But the thing of it is, this guy's not a fucking cop, and this guy's not the, the law. So I mean. You know, I can under the thing he should have done is he should have called the law to the kid and handled it that way. Because, like I said, I'm not going to let some some dickweed talk to my children. I mean, I understand the child was wrong, the boy was in the wrong, and and two wrongs don't make a right. Though that's the, that's the way I see it. Hmm. No, I get it. I get it completely. But it sounds like this is a whole different situation. Like this is some fucking thing where these little kids are going in robbing this guy fucking blind every day. You know, I mean, these kids should be out making scuba doos somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Made up things that don't exist. All right, a scuba doo fucking exists. Where's Kokomo at? Kokomo, I got texted from him late last night that he threw his back out playing basketball and he's going to see a doctor today. Let me tell you something. Your interns don't show up this year. It's it's very, it's a lot of different circumstances fucking knocking these kids out left and right. Sam's going strong, though. Sam. That's why Sam got her own uh, thing to do this year. Yeah, that's right. Starting uh, tomorrow. Going tomorrow. Sam's going to be giving us the what to know, where to go gimmick. Stuff that's happening on Sirius, because I can never tell when something's going down. It's all coming down tomorrow. Maybe she can have a Scooby-Doo segment, too. There's no such thing. <laughs> it's, it definitely exists. Uh... All right, it is the Running Fest show. Uh, Craig, Oregon, you're on Running Fest. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Friday, I was just going to say another thing you've probably never heard, but it takes a village, you know? Like, I think this guy's... What do you mean, it takes a village? To raise your kids, you know? Like, this fucker's got all the right to say something to that kid, but he should tell the parent. I'd be pissed off if he didn't tell me, because my kid would be deserving of an ass-whooping if he's out stealing shit, you know? So... I don't, I don't agree with the last caller sitting there saying, oh, he don't got a right to say nothing to the fucking kid. Well, that, there's a good fucking chance he's the only one that's going to say anything to this kid these days. Half the time, they're just going to do what? Give him a fucking timeout, tell him to go have a seat, think about what he done. That kid needs to get his ass beat, too. No one needs to get their ass beat over anything. My God. It should be Look up for any excuse to wail on a child, tough guy. But it really should be up to the father. The father has the right to know. And if not, you're keeping something away from this man that's his responsibility. Whoa. That's the crazy thing about this. He knows now. And uploading a little kid to the internet is wrong. I'm going to agree with what fucking Hicks said there. But it's funny as shit. I mean, to see a kid <laughs> scramble, and you know he's lying. I guarantee you. But yeah, I told you about that CIA book, right? Yeah. That lying book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that if we can get that guy to come in. Because I... Ten times a day, people lie. Every single person lies at least ten times a day. Shit. Uh, I caught one guy lying today uh, saying a lanyard was called a Scooby-Doo. It's a Scooby-Doo. It's not so, lying. Hold on. I'm making a fucking point about lying. And then he made it even worse by relying. I'm not and relying. I'm, can I please just make my points? I'm a gay attack here. And it isn't you that I'm talking about. Oh, go. Okay, good. He's also a centaur. 
I don't know who you're talking about now. That seems just crazy. I mean, I've been accused of being a centaur before. Now, here's the weird thing about putting a fucking scare into a kid. It's your last time, too, be able to do that. Because you can't put a scare into somebody when they get older. Yeah, don't give a you fuck. know, they're already going to be set. Like, whatever. Now, Fez, did you keep talking in class? Shooting off your yapper? No. No, I did not. Did your mom get a call? No, he didn't call her. So what are you worried about all these years later? Fuck that guy. And I'm sure that guy died decades ago, if you're still alive. If you were little then, I'm sure he died in the First World War. Oh, I'm sure mustard gas took him out. Or maybe trench foot. I don't know. There was a lot of... It was fucked I'm up warfare. I'm not that old. I'm sure more people died from mustard gas than trench foot. Who knows? Maybe trench foot just really itches, I think. Maybe it turned into gangrene. Who knows? Look at that. That's disgusting. Is this a picture of your feet? No, it's a picture of trench foot. <laughs> There's only one way to fix trench foot, too. What's that? Creep boot. Now your fucking creepy fucking <laughs> trench foot's going to fit here. Now you can walk around. Don't put me in that creep boot. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Hey, creep boot. <laughs> oh. Mm, 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 mm. John and Boise, you're in Fez. Hey, yeah, uh, I was just wanting to comment on the the kid stealing. I think that the, the store owner probably did the right thing. I think he should have told the parents because... Uh, when I was in second grade, I got busted for uh, stealing kids' show-and-tell toys. And my parents, you know, they spanked the hell out of me, and then I had to go back to school with the principal there, hand back all the, the toys to the kids that I had taken them from, apologize. And I was so ashamed of that through, like, even through high school. I didn't tell anybody about that because I was so, like, traumatized and ashamed of what I did that it, like, straightened me out. And I almost thank God every day that I did something like that because I had not gotten busted. Who knows, you know? But I kind of... Yeah, you'd be a master fucking criminal right now, John. Yeah, who knows? You'd be running some kind of art thief ring. Hell yeah. Break it down, dude. In the meantime, whenever you got fucking popped the first time, you'd be fucking rolling over like a pussy. Takes nothing to fucking destroy your will. (laughs) We might be able to save some time off. <laughs> Whatever you want to know, please. This is my brother's. He did it. My best friend was there. My wife just listened for Mastermind. I would come up. What the fuck? Tell my kids. We're helping me carry stuff to the truck. I'll wear a wire. Whatever. Basically be fucking balcony true romance. <laughs> You want me to suck his dick? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I can't believe you didn't pick up on this. You know, Fezzy said that back in the day he was talking when he was supposed to be quiet, and then they scared the hell out of him, and now still today he's being quiet when he's supposed to be talking. That's a fucking good joke. I still feel the fear. Really? Is that why you don't talk to in your show? No, that's, you uh, love that's to a be, whole different fear. You love to be a contrarian, though. That might be the thing for you. Well, I just... I'm, no one believes you when you say stuff like this. But I do think it's more... Because you keep saying it over and over. But 
I think it is more interesting than when you just sit there and lock up. Like you, your bit should be this. Oh, uh, the we stand on the sky and then we look up into the earth. What the fuck? You know, and just be that fucking guy. Whatever the common sense thing is, you go in the opposite direction. So you're like, oh, kids should be the president. And fucking adults should shit their pants. And I keep saying that over and over. That's your fucking gimmick, dude. That's a great one. The contrarian coming soon. No fuck with your head. The contrarian. He's on the exact opposite side of what the easy common sense answer is. The contrarian. He thinks you should have breakfast at night. He's the contrarian. Wash yourself with fire. The contrarian believes that school should start when people are age 65 and not a day before. The contrarian. The contrarian. He's the only one who wants dogs to drive. The contrarian. This September on NBC. I'd be sick. I'd watch that show. Fuck yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is the contrarian up to this week? He's going the exact opposite direction of everybody. This is crazy. He drives north on the southbound lane. The contrarian. (laughs) The contrarian. He thinks hot dogs eat us. He's the contrarian. He just yelled, you fuck at somebody. And put up every finger but his middle finger. He's the contrarian. What? It's like fucking rip. That should be a, have a nice day. <laughs> He's the contrarian. He puts socks on his hands. As he uses fingers. Might as well call him mittens. Oh, poor mittens. Everyone's mean to him. Show Beat Rose is getting a new uh, TV show. Finally. Him and a little Asian chick that he's hanging out with these days. I'm going to watch it. I'll never miss a fucking episode. I love Charlie Hustle. TLC, they got they rocked that fucking reality program and they can't get enough of it. They're, they're coming up with the contrarian right after Pete Rose and Friends. Who's that man with socks on his hands? Is that the contrarian? He's the contrarian. He keeps a wedding ring on his dick. The contrarian. Um, it, be Rose. I didn't know he had his girlfriend. Fuck yeah, he's always got a chick on his arm. Don't worry about Pete and fucking chicks. I don't. I told you this funny Pete Rose story I heard before about when he did the Dennis Miller show, right? No. So somebody, I think it was a comic that was on the show that night, was telling me this story. So Pete uh, is going to be on, it's when Dennis Miller had a talk show, right? Yeah. So he shows up at the studio and the, uh, you know, the kids are bringing him in and finding this fucking little green room and stuff. And everybody meets. He's slipping a couple bucks still. Like everywhere he is is Vegas. And he's like, hey, thanks a lot. Nice to see you. All right. I want to be in here. Make sure I get a little extra fruit, okay? Yeah. Everywhere he goes. Nice. He's going to live like a whale. 
That's awesome. It's the way to live. Make sure everyone's taken care of. I'm sure fucking Pete Rose, because of that, gets the best treatment. I haven't seen him in years, like well over a decade, <laughs> since I've even seen Pete on ESPN. Because he used to show up all the time um, saying that he wants to, you know, be in the Hall of Fame. So. I think the last time I saw him is when everyone got mad at Jim Gray for asking him questions at the All-Star game. All right. How long ago was that? That was probably about 10 years ago. All right. So we're on the same side. The contrarian. Sometimes he's on your side. The contrarian. 13 years ago. Uh, Tommy, you're on my face. The contrarian. He doesn't think homosexuals should have sex. The contrarian. <laughs> Black bag. I don't even understand that last part. Uh -huh. like, it was like an evil laugh that he gave. I don't think Contrarian's evil. He's just the opposite of everything else. The Contrarian. He hopes that the flying monkeys kill Dorothy. The Contrarian. Oh, no. Uh, I am not, I'm going to get the gay out of the way now, Fez. Uh, the Boy Scouts, once again, uh, are saying we don't want the gays. They took two years to do a study, and at the end of the study, they said we don't want any gays in here. Now, here's two weird things. Number one, gay bars said they do want Boy Scouts to come in there. So right. that's a whole different thing. Sandusky. But you know what we used to call Boy Scouts? What? Homos. So I don't understand... Why they wouldn't be open to it. And the other part of it is, when's the last time you even saw a scout? I couldn't tell you. Girl Scouts with the cookies, that's about it. But Boy Scouts, I don't know what the fuck Boy Scouts do, where they go. Yeah, the Girl Scouts don't have that policy. They don't? No. So they're they're not friends with the Boy Scouts. Right, a lot of people write in, uh, lanyard, lanyard, boondoggle, boondoggle. Yeah. It's a lanyard. Ed Norton says it in Moonrise. It's that, a gimp or a lanyard. It's a scuba. That's what it, it That's what the thing. That's what you attach the keys. A lanyard. You attach it to the keys. But the, the fucking process of making it. It's a scuba do. Or I'm sure I'm fucking pronouncing it wrong. But it's a scuba do. Hicks. Yeah. Right it, now we're talking about gay Boy Scouts. <sighs> Would you like gays in the Boy Scouts? No. Why? Because they might fuck the children. Look at the fucking Catholic. That's really look at the, insulting look, and disgusting. Look at the to Catholic Church. That. That's really, really a I disgusting get, thing to I, say. I want you to just finish that. Look at the Catholic Church. Where do you go from there? Okay. I'm sure some of those priests that came in there were gay, and they started fucking the kids. Oh, I thought you meant now. You mean back in the old days? Sure, like yeah. back in the sixties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's still. I'm I agree that happening. a group shouldn't have pedophiles in it, but not every gay person is a pedophile. What about Nambla? I don't want to keep the pedophiles out of there. It's an organization. The of man, boy, love. <laughs> the U.S. military just got rid of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." The army can handle having gay people. Uh, openly serve, but I the think, Boy Scouts can't. I think the difference is is the Army uh, is not a religious group, and I think the Boy Scouts are. 
Yeah, I don't know if they subscribe to any one particular religion. Christianity. So, but... Judeo-Christian beliefs. What? Is what they have. But it's just ridiculous. If someone wanted to volunteer and help a group, uh, they're not welcome. Well, I think it's actually worse for the little boys than it is for a gay guy that wants to be with little boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for me, I think it's sadder to say to a little kid, you're too gay or yeah. soft to be in. Because let's face it, most of those kids aren't sexual age to begin with. Well, I mean, if you are, young. you're going to be an Eagle Scout. And you're a fucking real weirdo. <laughs> Um, but if you're going to be a real masculine guy to build one of those pine wood derby cars or a scuba do. I see. So you're acting like you don't like them anyway. But here's the thing. If I was a gay kid, I'd much rather be home going through an Italian Vogue. Oh, look at all those new fucking designs, right? Yeah. See what's hot this summer and fall. I was in the Cub Scouts. It was the dullest thing ever. I hated going. Really? I liked the Cub Scouts, but then uh, I only did that when I was nine. When I was ten, they said, now you have to go be in the Weeblos. And as a, across the board, we all went, nope. It's not going to happen. And we're done. Then the other thing is, like, when you're a Cub Scout, you don't have, like, a guy. You have, like, a dead mother. And my dead mother uh, poured gasoline on herself and let a match. Oh. And according to my dad, is because we kept talking. Jesus fucking Christ. That was like my first like trauma when I was like a little kid. That's fucking pretty fucked up yeah. to hear about this woman. How, like, how often did you like fucking deal with her or whatever? I like once or twice a week whenever wow, we get together. That's yeah, up. and not only, but I was friends with her kid. I went to school with her kid. Like, was the kid like totally fucking wiped out after that shit? I think it was one of those things. In those days, you used to move whenever anything that's awful happened. <laughs> yeah, let's start new. So yeah, <laughs> some place where your mom doesn't know. I mean, no one knows that your mom did this. The squid away for that scorch mark. Yeah. Hey, come on. I really <laughs> like that lady. It's terrible. But I do remember this. Uh, I said to my parents after I found out the news, I have to take a walk. And I was just like walking around like really fucking freaked out. Basically like a little kid going, what did I do? Why weren't we fucking better? Oh, no. I thought that she was a big fucking fan of some of the shit that we were, you know, coming down her way. And now this is how, this is what happens. This is how she goes out. Ugh. This is awful to hear. Um, Lady Trucker, you're my Fez. Hey, Fezzy, did you learn how to tie a balloon knot in the Cub Scouts? Oh, LT in the house. LT. Hey, Ears, did you learn to say something that Ronnie just said less than an hour ago? Huh? Wait, you You've been blowing punch? your truck horn too loud. You're deaf. She's like sucking on it. You're angry mood today, huh? Throwing yeah, bones. that thing Chris said really upset me. What did Chris say? That gays will fuck the children. Just not yeah. even in a slightly joking way. <laughs> 
some of those older kids maybe might be attractive to others. How old does this Boy Scouts go to? 17? I don't know, because then they become Eagle Scouts. Oh. And then it's down like one kid. <laughs> uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Did you get a merit badge when you put your dead mother out? See, that's terrible. That's awful. And I don't remember getting one badge. <laughs> Whatever. Badges are stupid. Come on. What do I need? Like a sewing badge or whatever? We never even went anywhere. We never camped or anything. We just went over to some fucking kid's house and we're real loud. Sticking around. Yeah. Remember one time they gave us like juice and fucking cupcakes. That was great. Oh, we so had like a bunch of memorization. What? Where we had to like memorize things out of the Cub Scout handbook. I don't remember if I did that. If I did, it already sounds like I failed. That sounds shitty. Um, well, kids can't memorize shit. Greg, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, I got two things. Uh, one for Hicks. Uh, what was that lanyard thing you were talking about? It's a scuba do. That's what it's called. That's the, that's the, it's a nodding craft originally aimed at children. It's a scuba do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we all already did that fucking joke. So yeah. I should be yelling at you. You dick. Uh, easy. I don't like the listeners talk this way. Either one of you guys. I want the listeners being treated with respect. Yeah, they should be treated with respect. Except that guy's fucking making fun of me because Scooby Doo is a real thing. Do you even got it into your mind if Fez is furious with you right now? Hey, come on, Fez. I'm more hurt than anything, oh, buddy. It's nothing to brag about. <laughs> That's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. That just makes his point. I tried to stick up for it. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you have a gay kid, you don't want him to join the fucking scouts. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know. Theater, drama, right? That's dance. I don't know. I do remember in seventh grade, I heard about the fucking, these kids that were scouts, that one kid uh, got, they fucking gave him a flashlight to blow two other kids. I think I heard about that when I was in sixth grade. So as barter... I'm going to suck your dick. All right, I'll give you this flashlight to suck my dick and my buddy's dick. Here's the weird thing. The kid who got his little fucking dick sucked, he's fucking telling the story. Like, you believe this homo? It's fucking blowing, guys. What the fuck? And I'm like, dude. What a crazy bastard. I go, I'm going to come up with a new fucking theory. You're a fucking (laughs) wacky dude, too. You want some other dude to suck your dick. Mm Mm-mm. Chad, you're on the run of Fest show. Hey, uh, so I had a couple of comments. The first one is that as far as the, the I'm I'm a I'm straight, I got a wife and two kids, but uh generally when you hear about child molestation, it's with straight guys with wives, you know, like it's not really gay people out there fucking kids, they're fucking gay dudes. <laughs> I mean I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. No Sandusky on the other hand. Oh, that guy was Loving it. Oh, yeah. Zito and Hicks had you furious yesterday, too, at the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saying that saying? Uh, basically, every gay person is Sandusky. Come on. Just some are, right? <sighs> the majority are Sandusky-esque. Look at, look at Sandusky. No, not the majority. Well, we never know, because Sandusky didn't even fuck it out himself until he got caught. Yeah. 
He probably, I mean, you know, he even had that weird book, uh, the Costas interview he did, where he was kind of admitting to it, but not really. I he said he loved children. He yeah. just loved fucking being close to them. Uh, Lunatic. But he could come up with some great defensive schemes. No one will fucking remember that. Oh, no, that's gone. That guy shut down fucking the Miami Hurricanes in 85. Shut them the fuck down. These also- guys was like scoring 42 points a game. Well, with that genius came the other side of the coin of sucking little kid dick. I didn't say everything he did was fucking good. But you do have to admit. Sure. Um, you're a fucking hero. It's official. Lynn Sanity not coming back to New York. <sighs> yeah. He's but gone. We will get another two weeks of excitement acting like Tebow is good. Well, I mean, I think everyone's just going to be waiting for when fucking Mark Sanchez throws three interceptions, and then it is fucking on. You think um, Jeremy Lin will have a decent career, though, for Houston? I don't know. There's no way to know whether he's a flash in the pan or... It was two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at most, he's going to be okay, I think. He'll he'll probably be okay, uh, or maybe he'll just get fucked up with injuries, because, I mean, he, he had two weeks of actually being a starter and then, you know, went out. What happened to him? Anyway? His knee fucking, his knee got all fucked up, and he was out for the rest of the season. Plus, is just glaring at you while you're talking. Oh come on! Why? Well, That's a really cruel thing to say. Let's and agree I, to disagree. Yeah. No, I'm not going to even shake agree hands. to that. I'll shake, sh- hands. I'll shake your head. He's one to shake hands, Fez. Will you on. shake hands with him? Come on. No. Come on, let's shake play hands. behind us. No, he hasn't even apologized. Well, why don't we do this? All right. On sh- shake hands, and on three, you both say we're both right. So we have no losers. No, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Right. I'll do I'm that. not doing it. We're both right. He's trying to be your friend. No, he's not. Build a bridge. Come on. That was really out of line. What should he have said? The uh, the opposite. The contrarian thing. See, Why don't you be a contrarian? The, I'm not the contrarian. Why don't you and Fez come up with a thing that the peanut butter and jelly should be on the outside of the sandwich? And anybody who does it any differently is a fucking idiot. <laughs> you live with a pair of tongs, you jerks. <laughs> hey, there's a key for a Sutherland thing that comes off looking kind of kid touchy. We got it up on the uh, iBank today. Um,. By the way, you know what Fez had for uh, walking in today? The heat? No. Well, Hot cocoa. He was a contrarian. He was wearing a wool hat. Make it warmer. Yeah. It's so humid out. That's an axe commercial with Kiefer. He acted like he would have got the hot girl in high school. And he's still thinking about her. But it kind of makes you a kid toucher if you're still thinking about the high school girl. Getting it in. Yeah, because you're... Not a girl. Why are you putting this up? The brain's behind the old... It's just too weird. But don't you think that a guy thinking about a high school girl from his past is still... Oh. It's like a little bit of a KT. Because he's not thinking of banging her as when he was in 17. He's like, as a man, or I Or even he's I not th- thinking of a banging her now that he's Kiefer's age, which is like 45 or 47... I'm going to get that 16-year-old pussy. <laughs> That's bad. Kiefer, you got to watch yourself. I don't know if that how that autistic show is doing. 
But if you put out this KT shit, they're going to shut your ass down. You know, Ted Dusk will be sharing a cell. It's bat week this week. Um, and what a week it is. I don't know whether uh, you could get any bigger of a summer movie than Batman. Are you going to this fest? I am not going to see The Dark Knight Rises. Contrarian! Uh, I brought this up. The fans are going just ape shit. if anyone gives even the slightest bad review. They're threatening them with death. <laughs> now, we are hearing everything from great to disappointment. So, the only solution there will be is to see it for yourself. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Gotta check it out. Gotta see fucking Bane. Bane says! That's what the fucking song should be. Now, do you think this could be the ultimate summer movie? Or is Avengers? (sighs) Or what do you think the all-time ultimate summer movie let's get that up on the iBang right now the all time ultimate summer movie first I'm going to go to the kid who's had a lot less summers than everybody else Pips what do you think the ultimate all time summer movie was Shit, that's a hard one. Yes, it is. Only because I don't fucking play easy with no, you. No, I know that because most of the movies that came out during my time, I wouldn't even say they would be an all-time type of movie. I got one that might fucking be able to, that came out in my time. That as a kid, I remember fucking being so juiced to see this in the summer. I was young. Uh-huh. It was Independence Day. Was the summer movie that came out July fourth? July fourth weekend. It was a July fourth, and I remember just being like, "Oh my god!" And it was the first time we really saw that kind of like destroying New York through aliens, like in, in good CGI for that time. That was some of the best CGI at the time, where they're really just evaporating cities. Well, that movie is to me like a really good bad movie. Like it's <laughs> so bad. But you really do, like, laugh and shit. Like, I don't know why that we're excited. Like, hello, Mr. President. Yeah. When barely anyone's alive. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be overly excited about anything. And then my favorite scene is when Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are coming back with their cigars in their mouth. Yeah. Like, they're badasses. Yeah, driving a fucking, yeah, an alien spaceship with a Mac. And... Sending a virus through. Yeah, and shooting a nuke. It's, it's, it's crazy. But I was like a fucking 12-year-old kid when I saw it. I was like, this is the fucking best thing ever. And Fez, that movie also has, hey, isn't it funny that the gay guy's scared and dies? Like, Oh, yeah, almost, But it's almost like an anti-gay thing, like, oh, mother, let me through to my therapist now. Like, you know, this guy really is dying, you know? like, And the only reason why we're laughing at him is because he's gay and scared. I felt sorry for the stripper friend of Will Smith's wife dying when she was on top of the fucking thing in L.A. I was like, oh, shit. Now, she thought aliens were going to come. To me, the ultimate summer movie, because I think it has to be somewhat about summer, is the one that started it all. Jaws. Jaws is fucking Jaws hard to beat. started it all. I fucking love Jaws. You love Jabber Jaws, too. Yeah. A lot of people don't even bring that up. Um, B-Dog, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Yo, what's up, guys? Peppa, what's up, man? Former intern B-Dog. Oh, yeah. What's going on, fellas? Sandlot, all-time summer movie. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Let's go. That was actually a great little summer movie. Uh, by the way, Shower Bench sent this in, Fez. Uh-huh. And Shower Bench has always backed you up 100%. But this time said, nobody would send their little girl to a Girl Scout camp with a hetero male scout leader. Why would they let a homosexual man camp with their little boys? Now, it is true that if I was like, all right, you're going to go camping with who? Oh, Mr. McGillicuddy? Fuck that. Yeah, I'll agree with the shower bench that sexual predators shouldn't be in the scouts. That's not what we said. That's exactly what she's saying. She said you would not send... Your little niece, let's put it that way, you would be uncomfortable if she went away with a man, right? Okay. This is the same thing, little boy with a gay man. We're not even saying that guy is a sexual predator. We're just saying no man should want to do that. No. It's, not um, it's illegal. Jason, you're on the run of Fest show. That's some movie Ghostbusters. Man, when that thing broke, it was insane. You know what? That's a really good call because, you know, we bring up action movies a lot, but that was the action summer movie that was a comedy, first and foremost. You could laugh. You could be scared. You're throwing popcorn in the air. And then you got a fantastic song where you get to yell out, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Nope, I'm not. Thanks, Ray Parker Jr. Uh, coming up a little bit, Jermaine Lassier is going to talk about Batman with us. We don't we don't know how he's going to feel. Kenny in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I'd say American Graffiti, man. I'm the best movie. Boy, American Graffiti is a damn good one. Mm -hmm. It's also about the end of summer. It's got a great... Great uh, soundtrack. Boom. That might be it. That might be the ultimate summer movie. That's really up there. It's fucking really strong. And at that point, uh, Lucas could make film. I don't know what happened to him. He really gave a fuck. Um, let's go over here to Sean in Pittsburgh. I'm not a huge fan of these kind of movies, but uh, when Jurassic Park came out when I was a kid, that one blew my mind. I think that's the ultimate one. Just terrifying, and but with the amazing effects that you want in a summer film. They stole it up, too, yeah. It was uh, the first one, obviously. Yeah. Like everything else, it got worse and worse. But the first one, and I didn't find it so much terrifying as, like, that was, to me... Well, the second to last all-inspiring fucking effects that I ever saw. Uh, after that, The Matrix was the next one that blown me away. And then since then, never again. Like, I'm just used to effects now. Yeah, it's so good now that they can't get any better, pretty much, with Avatar. They actually seem like they get worse, where they look more cartoony. Where the first Jurassic Park... Uh, you had that thing of they weren't just completely CGI. He also used the close-up. And the animatronics. And yeah. Shit, which adds a lot. Um, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, you doing? Uh, how about E.T.? Um, you know what is interesting about that? That doesn't hold up as well for people 
but that movie was so massive when it came out. I haven't seen it in a long time. That was the summer movie that people, they loved, but they also sobbed like babies. I mean, the poor bastard's away from his home. I mean, it's pretty sad. It was even sadder when he left to go home. Yeah. And he left that little kid. Oh. Um... He's going hard creep the shit out of me, though. By the way, a new thing that Fez is doing? Yeah. Typing with his toes. He's a <laughs> contrarian. Um, John in Texas, you're on Fez. Yeah, I just wanted to mention Caddyshack. It's a great one. It's, a, it's actually one that people still like to watch in the summer. Fuck yeah. It's great. Come on, Noonan. All right, let's uh, read what some of the people writing up here. Uh... Jaws, Death Proof writes, fuck Sandlot. No, fuck Death Proof, that's what I say. Well, Sandlot's great. Fanboy says his chick still cries watching E.T. Uh, Jaws, Jaws. Can't wait to hear G-Baby. Hashtag the contrarian. Is it a summer movie or movies about summer? Same. Um, Stand By Me. That's a nice one. Mm-hmm. That is a nice one. Uh, Greg, you're on my face. Uh, what about the Bad News Bears? Um, I'd say a lot of good things about Bad News Bears. The original, not the second one. Dave, you're on my face. Yeah, I got to agree with you. With, with Jaws, seen it in the movie theater, with the, seen it in the driving with the family. You know, my parents took it. The best times at Ridgemont High. Got to be one of them. Uh, was that a summer film, though? He's gone. Because the weird thing there, it's about school. But I don't know when it came out. Does it yeah, say? No, August. Summer movie. Uh, but then you're also getting ready to go back to school with that. Eric, you're on a fez. Yeah, I'd say days to confused. Better, because that's the last day of school yeah. film. Summer's right ahead of you. Yeah, and uh, one of the few things that remembers the kids had, had keg parties. Love it. That was so fucking great. Party at the Moon Tower. Got a beer bus going on. Just fucking bunch of like warm beer in the fucking truck. I hate that fucking scene. <laughs> I despise that scene. It really came out of nowhere. It was yeah, weird. because why you got all that beer? Why are you having a party now? <laughs> it's a beer bus. Totally different. Get rid of two nerds. <laughs> um, Roger, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, the Flamingo Kit. Great summer flavor, Richard Crenna. Sweet Leroy Brown. Uh, the Flamingo Kid. Some people, the Jews, really identify with that film. There you go, the Jews. I like it. Over and over again. Uh, it looks like now Shower Bench has moved over to become the number one Chris Stanley backer. Wow. I didn't know. Well, well, well. Jermaine Lassier. What's up, buddies? Popping off about Batman. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to get to it till Friday, and then yesterday afternoon I got the call and uh, obviously ran to it. Save you the 11.50. No, I already put, bought that ticket, so now I have tickets to see it twice on Friday, uh, and I've already seen it, so that's a little bit of an issue. But You're going to see it two separate times on Friday? Scalp it. Uh, I, uh, I might I might uh, give a ticket for the 8 o'clock show to my friend just because... Uh, 
I don't know. I like to, like I don't know if I want to see it three times in like three days. Vez isn't going to see it at all. I think Vez should see it. Well, before we get into this, you've heard about Rotten Tomatoes. They've had to shut down the commenters because reviewers such as yourself, if you give it a bad review, you will be threatened by internet people. Yeah, it's actually um, it's pretty crazy the whole thing, but um, it actually goes with one of the themes of the uh, of sort of the whole trilogy. I realized it after I saw the movie. You know, it's uh, if you take people's hope away, they sort of get mad at you. So the second you tell people that it's not the most incredible, perfect, best movie of all time. They're like, fuck you, uh, it has to be. you know. Yeah, it's really weird to me that you would get mad at something when you haven't even seen it. Like if you saw the film and then uh, the reviewer you disagreed with, I could see you saying, I disagree. But you haven't even seen it, that person has, it wouldn't be even time to get into it yet. No, it's just the fanboys, they want it to be, you know, literally the best movie of all time because they think the Dark, Knight, the Dark Knight is the best movie of all time. They expect this to be better. And the second somebody takes their, takes their dreams and just cracks them a little bit, they're just, they, they don't want to, like, deal with reality. Deal with reality that it's a movie. And even if it's a great movie, it's never going to be the best movie ever. I don't think they want to deal with the fact that it's over with, too, at least Christopher Nolan-wise. Yeah, totally. That's absolutely true. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be the filmmaker that has to follow up with movies. Um, I don't, do you really think that people are like? I don't want Christopher Nolan to stop this. I mean, if you're a fan of his, you'd have to say now. I want you to go on and do other things. You've done this thing that I've liked. Uh, now leave it before you get stagnant with it. I think, you know? smart, I, I think a smart person would say that, but when you're looking at like a 15-year-old kid who just wants to watch Batman movies and doesn't really care about Memento. Uh, uh-huh. And fucking, some adults. Fez is taking it on the chin. Um, all right, uh, Jermaine, what did you, without doing your normal spoilers, what did yeah, you think of the film? I'll tell you what happens from the end back. Um, Please don't. I thought Dark Knight Rises was fantastic. I it made me it brought tears to my eyes in a couple points. You were crying. It, it's it gets really not like bawling, but I, I did. Kind you of, make I, noises while you were crying? I made noises when I wasn't crying when I was cheering some of the action and stuff. Uh, wow, you I, cheered and cried. Cheered Fez, and you gotta want to see this now. I'm, it's getting to me. <laughs> Uh, however, I think, uh, I, and I love the first two movies. Like, Batman Begins is one, was my favorite movie that year. Dark Knight was one of my favorite movies that year. I think out of the three, three great movies, this was the weakest. I think he tried, Whoa. no one tries to pack in so much story and character into this movie to raise the stakes to, like, impossible heights that it, it almost is, like, too much. So he was actually battling against himself. But he, he was like a fanboy wanting to make the greatest movie that ever happened instead I, of just making a story. I absolutely think that's probably true. I mean, he, I mean, two hours and 45 minutes, and it feels every bit of that. Um, it's never boring, but it does drag. And then when you look back at it, you, you know, you're like, okay, well, I see why a lot of that's in there, but it almost seems superfluous. And then a lot of things that probably should have been focused on more, some of the uh, relationships. Uh, or just sort of like, does Bane have a girlfriend? Well, I don't want to say anything about anything. 
Should What's I his shoe size? <laughs> I don't want to say. I feel bad saying that he's Batman in this movie with these people because you could say anything and they get mad. Yeah. About the but, uh, well, people would get mad at you for saying it's the worst of the three. First of all, the first one I find to be dull as dirt, and even Fez doesn't rewatch that. No, no, it's the first one is really, really too long, and that's what it sounds like you're saying about this one. No, I, I think see, I think the first one, first one is my favorite. I think the Dark Knight is the best of the three by far, but my favorite is the first one. It's just he had a smaller budget, so he was forced to sort of stretch it and sort of focus in on more. That story is tighter. It's not as epic or as uh, meaningful as the second one, obviously. But I love that origin story, and I think it's got a lot more uh, fun, exciting moments than the first and the, the second movie, even though the second movie is bigger. And well, the second movie, movie, let's face it, we only like it because that fucking kid was so good as the Joker. He murdered it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, and I think uh, you know, that, that Bane is not as good as the Joker. Bane is good. Catwoman is better. Anne Hathaway does Better than the Joker? No, not better than the joke. Better than Bane. She, but she does phenomenal work in this. She's got this real sort of Selena Kyle esque thing to her. Does uh, she say stuff like "perfect"? Uh, she makes a couple cat references, but they never refer to her as Catwoman. So I'm going to stop because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, you just spoiled that. I know. You just spoiled it. I want this movie to be perfect. Um. Commissioner Gordon was in here today, right, with the ONA, right? Yeah. Did ONA get to see the movie yet? Uh, yes. Yeah. What did they think of it? Uh, fantastic. Loved it? Absolutely. Over the top loving it. Loved it better than the other two? Sounded like it, yes. What do you think of Gary Oldman's work in these films? Uh, I think he, I think he's really good. I mean, he it's not like he's doing his best work ever, but you know, for Gary Oldman. I think he's underused. Probably overpaid and underused. I'm sure he's getting nice cash to do it. But I don't know if in the back of their mind they realize that he should probably be one of the villains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he has he has a little bit more to do. Not as much to do as in Dark Knight, but he's got a significant role here. He has some uh, uh, some good stuff. And he's Gary Oldman. I mean, he could do – like, he's so good. That he is good. Good. He'll take a small, small sort of insignificant role and elevate it. Which I think he does here in all three movies. Um, so this was your least favorite movie you've ever seen. <laughs> all right, that's good. Hey, what is your ultimate summer movie? Yeah, somebody. Uh, I was I was thinking about this. Hicks took one. It was Independence Day. The other guy took one. Jurassic Park. So if those two are taken. I would say eighty nine Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, all I mean, but forgotten I today. Don't you believe? Don't you think it's all yeah. but forgotten? Oh, totally, totally. But it still is a fun movie to watch. And I remember when that hit, I mean, I was still a little kid, but it was it was everywhere. You know, it was on magazine covers, and it was in the toy stores, it was on TV, and this is before the Internet. So I was out buying, like, trading cards. It was just like... Well, that was the one, remember, the T-shirts were big for, like, a year and a half before the movie came out. And the movie, because I caught it on the, like, on the midnight thing before... It basically was disappointing because you'd waited all this time, like, <laughs> like this fucking Batman is going to be unbelievable. Well, I mean that that, that sort of sounds like like this one. I don't, yeah. I don't think people will be disappointed by this. Like, ultimately disappointed, they're not going to walk out with their heads held, you know, down. But I think they're going to, in retrospect, they're going to be like, it's a really, really good uh, conclusion to the trilogy. It wraps everything up in a very satisfying way. Um, and it ties in the other two movies, 
in a nice way. But I think, you know, you never look at the three movies and it's going to be like the Star Wars trilogy where the first one is good. The second one is great. The third one isn't as good as the other two, but it's okay. So you're saying Batman's dancing with teddy bears at the end of this? Holy shit. By the way, I never thought that the second Star Wars was the best one. And I laugh at people who do. That's the masterpiece. I don't get it. I think it's the first one, and then he never should have made another one. He should have stopped. The third one was always my favorite, and I'm fucking serious. Hey, so I'm with you. My, my favorite is Jedi, but it's like... It's, 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 me, me and G-Baby are agreeing a lot today. <laughs> no, but if you watch Empire again, it's it's um, it's so good. It's so tight and... Uh, and you know, and narratively driven, and character driven, and uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's such in the down ending. It's it's definitely the best one. There's not even a question. I don't think. All right, at least give us one spoiler about Batman before we let you go. Come on, drop it. Uh, it won't be a big one. Uh, all right, I got one. It's not not big. There are there are actual scenes from The Dark Knight and Batman Begins in The Dark Knight Rides. Flashbacks. Hmm. Um, so I said. I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end or anything. Well, I, I doubt I'll be able to get in to see it this weekend. Well, not you probably see it, but not in IMAX. That's what IMAX no, I never want to see it in IMAX. I hate IMAX. You shot this in IMAX. You got If you can see it in IMAX, it's unbelievable. The la- I know. I saw the other fucking... Mission Impossible. Yeah, in IMAX. And I'm like, oh my God, this is giant. And then later, I don't even remember what I saw. <laughs> Dubai? Oh, I was paying. Yeah, I, I, I thought it ended at Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, later. Um, let's go over to Diane. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, sir. How are you, Dave? Good. It's kind of a comment about Twister favorite movie. Go ahead. Twister favorite movie. Yeah, go ahead. Twister favorite movie. What's our favorite movie? No, our Twister is our favorite movie. Oh, Twister. Okay, I'm just going to let you go so I don't end up lighting you up out of anger. Because uh, I just told Hicks and Fez they had to be nicer to the listeners. Twister, that brought more twisted. Twister is actually that good, bad movie. I mean, it's a ridiculous movie, right? But why do you keep watching it? It's fucking so yeah. dude. It's a It's a... It is almost like a drive-in movie. Bill Paxton's great, too. I mean, and then that great scene where the drive-in, actually, the screen gets ripped out and blows away in the tw- twister. Um, let's go over to Paul. Paul, Ultimate Summer Movie. Yeah, Chevy Chase, uh, Summer Vacation. I just started listening, so I don't know if anybody brought that up. Nobody brought it up yet, and it's a damn good one. It's a damn good one. Um... Let's go over to Chad Baltimore. May 19th, 1977. Smokey and the Bandit. He remembers the exact date that Shit. it came out. Smokey and the Bandit, people forget how much like car movies used to fucking get play. And, uh, you know, Tarantino tried to bring that back with Grindhouse. And the Fast and Furious. There are f- five make- or six in. Tons of uh, money. They're fi- they're five now, and it's because guys like to look at cars doing shit. That's all it is. It it's, really does work. It's not as good acting or anything. It's just the badass cars doing crazy shit, it's crazy stunts. Um, let's go over to Melissa in Atlanta. You're on Fez. Hi. 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 Hi.
Hi, this is Melissa. Hey, darling. So we have uh, my husband and I are in the car. We actually have two suggestions. First is grease. Grease? Yeah. Yeah, grease. And the second is Dirty Dancing. Very, very big uh, movies, particularly with girls. Very big date movies. Uh, certainly summer movies that have to be on the list. Uh, thanks a lot. These are good calls. Good calls. Uh, Patrick, Atlanta, you're on Fez. Yeah, it's got to be Terminator 2. you got Harney, Harley Davidson's, Guns N' Roses, Cigars, Liquid Metal, Enemy, Cyborg with Personality. That's it. Gigantic, gigantic summer movie. Uh, is that really a blowhard writing on the iBang? Putting in the blob, the original one, back when movies are really good, or people think it's funny just to act like they're blowhard and bring up the past? <laughs> Maybe he's fucking finally signed up. Jeff, you're on my face. Gentlemen, I got a summer movie. I don't know if anyone had said Close Encounters. I love it. I love Close Encounters. Um, truly one of my favorite Spielberg movies and under talked about in my opinion doesn't come up as much as it should I would actually say this I like Close Encounters better than Star Wars because Close Encounters I find a little more relatable because it's about the planet Earth and Richard Dreyfus doing his crazy laughing we've got a great thing of Richard Dreyfus laughs up on the iBang we should play that a little later um but I can get into that a lot more than that fucking Dragon Slayer in space movie that Star Wars is. Uh, let's go over to uh, James. James, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, man. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Tell me you weren't running around uh, trying to whip a uh, rope around a... Raiders brand. of the Ar Lost Ark is not only like a great m summer movie, but one of those movies that likes movies. Like they said, how do we make the kind of movies for kids that when we watched when we were kids? And then update it a little bit. I like the third in the edge. That's too. <laughs> really? The Sean Connery one? Yes. The, the Last Crusade or whatever? You like the third of everything. It's fucking weird. Uh, I thought it was the best. Like, I like Sean Connery when I was a little kid. I was like, yeah, that guy's the man. He is the man. You were right about that. Again, when I get in, the first one I can remember the plot. The other ones I can't. <laughs> I just remember scenes. The second one had the Asian kid, right? Like his little buddy? Yeah. Uh, boy, Echo Pirate says G-Baby sounds like maybe he's switching the Fez's team. I think because he said that he would cry. Oh, come on. Uh, let's go over to John, Virginia, you're on a fest. Yeah, as bad as the first Karate Kid was when you watch it now, Rocky and Karate Kid were the first two movies that I saw people cheer at the end of movies and lost their mind like they were at the fight. Well, do you know it's the same director? Well, there you go. But was Rocky a summer movie? Because I th thought I remembered it more as a winter movie. You know, you you might be right. I just, I just kind of lump it in there with uh, with all those big blockbusters. November. Yeah. Come out in November. And uh, Karate Kid, definitely a summer movie. Uh, and you only hate it now or think it's stupid because you're no longer a kid. Because it is a kid's movie. Also, it's about a little kid. It's about a little kid becoming a hero. I watched the end of that shit. He fucks that goddamn Cobra Kai up. Well, I, I've never seen... I saw the one with Willow's brother, and I think it's just amazing. But I didn't really? see the first one. 
with my hair back and forth, right? That's, yeah. That's the song. Did you apologize to Fez yet? No, he Why hasn't. Why don't you guys shake hands? I'll shake hands. Admit that you're both right. No, I'm, I'm no I am I'm not admitting that. that he's right. Well, disagree to disagree. No, no saying, I won't. I won't do that. We're saying we're both right. You're right, and I'm right. You admitted that shower bench was right. No, I don't admit that shower bench is right. Oh, I thought you said I got that. You said I understand. I understand that, but she's trying to use a totally different she, example. It's a she. It's not a guy. I thought shower bench was a dude. So did I. I've always thought shower bench was a dude. Oh, or maybe tranny. Whoa. That's now I'm really now you fucked my head up that's completely. A, that is a mind you fucked fuck. my head up completely. Dude. My brain is. Soup. I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. I think I took like the red pill or whatever, right? It was the blue pill. I can't remember. But regardless, irregardless, I'm gonna wake up in a fucking pink bathtub. Sean, you're on the Manifest show. Shiny. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Hey, I remember Meatballs, Bill Murray's, one of Bill Murray's first movies? Uh, love it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's a perfect summer movie because going away to camp, have that fucking big song at the beginning, are you ready for the summer? Uh, the announcer guy. Boom. Meatballs. Um, Lois, Manhattan, you're in face. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, one of my favorite summer movies was uh, Speed. I love that movie a lot, man. Speed is a terrific... Oh, yeah. Uh, leave your brain outside. Go in enjoy the movie. You never... You know, unlike a lot of fucking bad movies, you don't care that this couldn't happen. It's only when the movie doesn't work that you go, this could never happen. So that shit twice in theaters. Speed? Yeah. You went back to see it yeah. a second yeah. time? Yeah, 94, baby. It was That's a good really year. That's really fucking funny. So this Keanu Reeves a badass. You know what? We've already seen it, but it's so many subtle things in that film. <laughs> I think we should go back. I gotta see him jump that fucking chasm again. How could uh, they not have finished building that on a freeway? Let's see, I'm going to read some of this stuff up on the iBank. Shrekalov writes, Goonies, perfect summer movie. Uh, Ghostbusters is coming up a couple more times. Um, let's see. Fast and the Furious, Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Empire is greater than Jedi, period, says Fanboy1. Millie Hatchet says, Gap. Uh, KRs is back to the future. Got came out in the winter. It did? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I remember it snowing Look it out. Up. Look it up. Because it feels like it. I guarantee you one of them at least came out in the summer. Because I know I saw uh, two, I believe, or maybe even three in the summer. Hicks is going to. Did you guys agree to disagree? Not no, yet. we have not agreed I, I, on that. I put my Did you apologize out. to Shower Bench for outing her as a woman? If that upsets Shower Bench, then I apologize. None of us knew. I thought it was a dude. So did I. You know why, though? Here's the prejudice. Always smart things to say. All right. I feel like a dick. I know you say that mainly about binary Dallas. Most people I just look at and go, why do they bother? Um... Shrekalov says Magic Mike is her summer 2012 movie. Whoa. The premiere of Gap was February. Gap? 
Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Back to the Future, aren't we? No, I said Gap was the, the when someone brought up Gap. I think Millie Hatch brought up Gap. Oh, I thought we were going back. I, I then why did you think there was a two that I brought up? Future, yeah, Back to the Future. One was July. Um, back to the Greece pops up again. Days and consume. Uh, Days and confused, which. I've never turned off in my life. Um, Breakfast Club. I don't remember when that came out. But really, a lot of times with the summer movie, I really do want to just turn the brain off and laugh. Um, And that's why for me... Perfect summer movie has always been Schindler's List. Because... You laughed at Schindler's List. Movie about the Holocaust. Just the funny parts, you know what I mean? No, there wasn't any funny parts in that movie. Really? How about how everyone's in black and white and suddenly someone's wearing red? I was fucking <sighs> cracking up at that. It's not good to laugh at that. Um, here's a big headline from the Daily News. Chick-fil-A cops to being anti-gay. Oh. Guilty as charged, says company president. Um, the fast food chain says it's not a Christian business, but won't shy away from support for organizations that oppose gay marriage. Rough day today for the gays, huh? Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A and the Boy Scouts again. And shower bench. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the, it's the phobia part of homophobia. I'm going to put up a shower bench that says, he's a girl. Put that up on the iBank. That kind of fucks my brain a little bit. Should. I'm fucking wiped out. Chick-fil-A's pretty good, though. I mean, those chicken sandwiches aren't bad. The rest of my family's crazy about it. I could give two fucks. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to get a sandwich, burger me up. I like a chicken sandwich every now and then. I quite, I kind of feel like I, if we're going to eat chicken, I'd rather go get some fried chicken. I don't want to sit around with this fucking... It's like a, a chicken finger spread out on a bad <laughs> bun with a stupid pickle. Did you used to like them before they were anti-gay fez or before you knew they were? Oh, yeah. You used to eat Chick-fil-A all the time in Florida. Who knew that you were helping to fight gay marriage? Not me, not till now. And now they've they've always said, no, we're not anti-gay. And now, finally, they admit it. Well, you don't have to remember. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Buttfuck. Oh. Nasty. Uh, Joanna, you're on a fest. guys are hilarious. Um, I was thinking Forrest Gump. Ugh. Despise it. Despise Forrest Gump. I do too, but it was a huge summer movie. Yeah. All right, thanks, honey. Thanks. Mike, Vermont, you're on a fest. Hey, Ron. Um, boy, this list. June 28th. A very great movie for veterans, Stripes. 
I can't remember when people, they love the movie so much they remember the exact day that they saw it. I never remember that shit. I can't do that with people's birthdays. It's only a movie. I mean, you've, you've watched it a bunch more times probably since then. That's true. As it's going to, you know, it's going to fuck the date up. Come on. What do you mean it's going to fuck the date up? Because you see it so many times, right? Say you say Goodfellas. If you remember, for, for whatever reason, you remember Goodfellas the day that came out. But you see it so many more times since then, it's going to fuck with your head. Like You know, lately I've actually given Goodfellas and Pulp Fiction a rest and not yeah. rewatch them. Good casino I'll rewatch. Oh, so I love it. it. You don't have to fucking sell casino to me. I'm not one of those assholes who hate a casino. Why would you hate a casino? You know how people are. They're, they're dicks. They're fucking mad because it's not the same as Goodfellas. Come on. They said De Niro was too Jewy in it. <laughs> See, that's racist. It is. That's more racist than fucking sitting around saying the Schindler's List is one of your favorite movies and being attacked for it. Or like what you said... Um, the anti-gay stuff about the Boy Scouts. Right. And you and Fez had a big falling out. I know. I I tried to put my hand out. Sarah Silverman. Well, well, let's just put her piece up. She's willing to scissor an old man. And I think you should do it. Nothing wrong with a scissor. Nothing at all. proposal for you and I'm serious look at me if you give that hundred million dollars to Obama instead of Romney I will well I won't have sex with you because we're not married and I'm a nice girl but I will scissor you wearing a bikini bottom through to fruition that means until you do you know how many Republican billionaires are giving money to Romney all of them how many of them are getting scissored by a bikini bottom Jewess with big naturals? Big natties, yeah. How many, Sheldon? You'll be the only elderly billionaire on the block to have traditional lesbian sex through to climax with a girl who had her own show on Comedy Central. I mean, talk about bragging rights. That's. Hmm. Put your legs. <laughs> oh my God. At perpendicular to my legs. Go to scissorsheldon.com to help cut Mitt Romney free from his sugar daddy. And then you're ready to scissor. I'm starting to think that there's only two kinds of people. Those that love Sarah Silverman and those that do not. A lot of people don't like her. I don't understand it. Uh, that's funny as fuck right there. I like the Sarah Silverman show. Uh, I like your stand-up too, though. But I go over here to the iBang, and you think that we would share a sense of humor with these people. A lot of negativity. Oh. They, maybe they just don't want to see her scissor that old man. No, they're not saying it, but I, I didn't know that you'd never read the site. Um, oh, I read all the time. Really? Then how come you know nothing of this? I know you and Fez aren't getting along with each other. 
it may be that passes. It may be a time that you should try to build a fucking bridge with me then. Or else, because you don't want to be in here and have nobody that likes you. <sighs> and I'm going to just say this. Yeah. Fez hates your fucking guts. Oh, he wouldn't even shake hands with you. That's true. I haven't gotten an apology. I listened to some of the stuff people said. Here's Jason from Connecticut. This will fail like everything else she's touched. Jesus. Um, Sarah's funniest moment is when she got smashed in the face. That was kind of funny. Um, Steve brings up nude stuff. This one says so stupid. The nude stuff, she wasn't even trying to be sexy. Uh, here's KW says, I was about to try to defend her, then realized I don't really like her all that much. Um, Ronnie B for press says, I ban commentators, don't like a girl comedian. She's a stupid bitch, cunt, Jew. Only famous because she's a Jew. Only famous because she fucked a famous man. Uh, she's famous before. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, bull of AIDS comes up. How about a nice bull of AIDS, you stupid bitch? Kevin and KC trying to steal Jimmy's act. Oh. Good one, Kevin. Liz sets fire, doesn't like her. Oh, Liz. She's adorable. What's not to like? Oh, no. The contrarian is on her side. Maybe I need to take the snack away because our readers hate women as it is. Or maybe I'm leading them on to that. You know what I mean? Like they only see women as sex objects. It's just the thing. Right. That they fucking... And when actually, that's just part of why we love women. Yes, physically we love women. That's one part. But also part. emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Culturally. And culturally. Look, this girl's tweaking her own nipple with some ice cream. That ice cream thing, may, maybe that should be the end of it. Oh, and that's too bad because we have a great snack lined up. Today. Oh, I want it. Oh, it's the blowhard. Yeah, there's an imposter out there. I'm not posting on the iBang. Oh, yeah, well, you did. You posted. We saw it. Yeah, you posted it to Blob. It's not me. Yeah, it says blowhard. Well. I already read it. And what was the movie they said, The Blob? The Blob, back when movies were good. Because I was going to call up and say uh, maybe Where the Boys Are or Summer of 42 or, you know, an old classic. All good films. Both good but films. The, I think the number one summer film, though, that I would have to think about is Do the Right Thing. Well, that's certainly true of your neighborhood, isn't it? Well, not in my neighborhood. but Brooklyn. On the other side of Brooklyn, where they made Bed-Stuy the Ghetto look like Fairyland. They really did a couple of... Uh, Bed-Stuy Do or Die is getting closer and closer to the fairy well, land all the time, though. It's oh, yeah. becoming just hipster land. And, uh, and by the way, you got to defend uh, Hicks on this argument with Fez. Fez, you know why? Why is that? Because the Boy Scouts spend millions of dollars in legal fees and lawsuits when their kids are molested and people sue the Boy Scouts. So it might not be about bigotry and prejudice, but it might be financial. Yeah, that's true. That when they have kids getting touched, people sue the Boy Scouts. Mm. And this is a way for them to cover their ass. Good point. Thank you, Blowhard. Uh, if they were covering their ass, uh, they wouldn't have the don't ask, don't tell policy in place that they're using now. 
Now they're talking about for the. You, you think it has to do more with the children? It has to do more with the leaders. No, yeah, I mean it's both. Look, the gays are already in the Boy Scouts. I was in the Boy Scouts. I had a gay leader. We all knew he was gay. Oh. And we just stayed away from the guy. He was a creep. They're already there. They're already in. Because he was gay, he was a creep? No, he was gay because he would always want boys to take their clothes off by the lake and go swimming with him nude in the morning. That was what made him a creep. The guy was just a total... If you saw the guy, you would think he was a creep. Mm. But again... The scouts are already full of gays. It's just that the litigation is so out of control. And you know what? They're paying a price because all the Boy Scout troops and Cub Scout packs that have meetings in public places are getting thrown out. Right. They should. Why should the government uh, help support well, a, no, no, a discriminating group? I always well, thought the they were in churches. not to pay taxes then? Yeah. I can't stand that churches don't yeah. pay taxes. They're no, so that that part is ridiculous. They're they're more and more political every year. Exactly. Whether it's the the local black churches or those big mega churches out in the, out west, they're all political and they should all be taxed. I agree. They're 100%. really helping the homeless and really doing uh, God's work, which they're not. But they're up there pontificating and bloviating. And you're not anti-Christian, are you, Blowhard? No, I am a Christian, but I don't like a church that talks about doing good and loving and forgiving, but they don't practice what they preach. That bothers me. You should go back to your native Norse gods, the Norse gods. No, I... I Like Odin should be yours. I told my parents that I wanted to convert to, to like, uh, Thor and uh, Odin, and and I got yelled at by the minister. They had to have a special meeting, and I had to sit down with the minister when I was, like, seven or eight years old. And he had to explain to me about Jesus and God. And but see, here's the thing. If you want to get to Valhalla, you have to die with a sword in your hand. Yeah, and I wanted a Viking funeral right yeah. off the coast of Coney Island. That'd be nice. A, I want to just have you push the boat out, the, the funeral pyre. I'd like and, to uh, do it tomorrow. It right by the Coney Island pier with all the Coney Island whitefish floating by. Oh, I want God. Uh, out and uh, best thing ever, a Viking funeral. But Fez, really, it's not just all about hatred. It's just about litigation and money. It's these fucking lawyers, and it's all about just protecting... Fez, are you surprised you lost Shower Bench and Blowhard in the same day? Yeah, it, it, it always surprises me to find out who's homophobic. I'm not homophobic. I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't care. Well, what you, you got mad at Hicks today, too. And that wasn't homophobic. Hicks was outrageous today. What did he say? He just screamed, gays fuck children. They right, do that scream. Is, oh, Zito's here. I lived with three gay men in college, and I had no problem with <laughs> Wait, that. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sooty Purchase has a lot of gay men that go there. I, mean, I don't think you can really argue the fact that most gay men are pedophiles. Yes, you can, because I mean, it doesn't happen that way. Jerry Sandusky. Know. That's true. Sandog. He definitely is. He did some gay things. And a pedophile. And name another one. Uh, any other man who's molested a young boy. There's a lot. Say of you don't have another name, do you? All the priests. Uh, yeah, priests. Quit fighting it, Zito. Hey, priests. Quit fighting your your urges. Who else? Is? Just come out. Trust me, it feels better. Oh, just come shit. out. It oh, feels shit. so much you better. Worst thing you say about him. Right he's next. calling me gay. I don't like it. It makes me feel weird. And it's actually, he's basically saying this is a gay on gay fight. <laughs> And I it know is. it looks like Hicks is gay. I should just stay out of oh, it. I didn't bring fucking straight. I didn't bring my cutoffs and work boots. Uh, we're going to be talking about dance music and DJs today. Is that right? Yes. Stupid topic. Who's all going to be in on this? Mark Zito. 
Rob Cross, and the program director for Electric Area and Club Life Radio and BPM, Austin Kramer. The guy, he knows everything about fucking this crazy craze. It seems like, seems like gays really love club music, too. They do. So, you know. They do. So it kind of all ties together. Um, Just look at Jerry Sandusky. Fez, do you think Jerry Sandusky's attractive? No. Are you sure? Uh, I'll say it again, no. I think you guys look not that much different. Like, if they were a couple, wouldn't you be like these two, like, hanging out? Fez is not interested in anyone that's age-appropriate to him, though. <laughs> much like real- Jerry Sandusky. That is true. I didn't even think of that. Um, here's Paul. Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I, w- I would argue that most pedophiles are gay men and not the other way around because, like, they, they put themselves in situations and positions where they can, you know, act on their impulses. You know, oh. Just because they're, you know, they're gay doesn't mean they're going to be a kid toucher. But, you know, most of the kid touchers that you hear are gay. Exactly. Well, okay. Hey, look who it is, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny, congratulations, buddy. You've done something (laughs) that so many people wanted to do for so long. Pull the plug on Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen. That was not me, sorry. I was in attendance, but I did not pull the plug. According to the paper, it was Hard Rock that did it. Yes, that's that's like, so my my analogy would be this. You ever drive by, you know, Giant Stadium? It's called MetLife Stadium. Yeah. So they have something called naming rights. Do you think that MetLife, like someone from MetLife goes there and mows the lawn? No. I would say yes. I would say no. Hard Rock, we are, we are by name, it is Hard Rock Calling Festival. We are the, we are neither the promoter nor operator. We are just the name right holder. Then why are you always telling me, oh, I went there and I helped Rod Stewart's first wife get ice cream? Oh, that was uh, Ronnie, I, that was Ronnie, because that was Ronnie Wood. I helped him. He wasn't married to him, but I'm sure that Rod would like that. Well, whatever. The point is, yeah, I can't believe Hard Rock pulled the, the fucking of, plug. Unfortunately, the city of London decided that, uh, they gave them one extra song. They did not know that the one extra song would be a nine-minute medley of of uh, Twist and Shout into La Bamba, back into that. And uh, I believe they were told to silence the speakers. It was kind of crazy. Let's face it. No one can get Springsteen off the stage. If he wanted to, he could have brought Paul McCartney up an hour before, and they could have done an hour's full yeah. of Beatles songs. But he acts like uh, an he asshole. Played, he played four and change uh, two nights prior in Barcelona. Just kept going. Just it's kept right stop. on going. It's got to stop. I don't think it has to stop. But, but it's just like when people are going, oh, a movie. Fez said that the a movie that's two hours and 45 minutes is too long. Why are you going on longer than that for a concert? And especially if you haven't seen a movie in two years. That's, you should enjoy that whole time. Yeah, right. I think that's a long time for. Is there an intermission? Um, no. Like a guitar solo. Is there a guitar solo? <laughs> Drum solo. <laughs> a guitar solo or like a really mellow song that you can walk out on. <laughs> this is a new one. All right, good. I can go out to I'll the car. Back. Hey, pee time. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, quite a muddy experience in London. What big stars did you see this time? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it was kind of. Packed way. I didn't have any no uh, no royalty this year. Uh, I did get a chance to see Paul Simon very close. It was he played a great set on the Sunday. Uh, they did, which was the only day it didn't rain out of the ten days that I was there. 
Uh, he played Graceland, which was just amazing, and then comes out after Graceland is done. They kind of they finish with Call Me Al. He had Jimmy Cliff. Uh, he had all the the backup singers like uh, Lady Smith, Black Mombasa. It was amazing, and then he just for the encore, he just walks out by himself in front of probably fifty five thousand people with just his guitar and played the sounds of Sounds of Silence. You could hear a pin drop in in with fifty five you know thousand people there. It was amazing. Wow. Um, and and standing side stage, so we were on this little viewing platform on the side of the stage, and in front of us, where I could tap them on the shoulders, was Lorne Michaels. Just the whole time bopping along. That's his boyfriend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> McCartney came back with his wife, and they were kind of hanging out and dancing. Because uh, the big rumor was that he was going to go out on stage with Bruce and on Sunday to, to do, take care of some unfinished business, but that never happened. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Page was hanging out in our VIP tent. Uh, and then the next day, uh, what's his name? Robert Plant was there because he was going to allegedly go up and play with Allison Krauss, which never happened. Um, Jimmy Cliff was probably my one of my highlights for the whole thing. He went out in the middle of the Paul Simon set and was just amazingly good. Did he have on like an Art Garfunkel wig? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That would be, that awesome. would be perfect. That would be, I'm going to bring out Art Garfunkel. Oh, you know, Paul Simon is on, I think, the short list that could be our next show because he is a New York favorite, you know? He, I mean, that's amazing. a guy that we could put in the Apollo and get a lot of press on it. That'd be cool. Because, I mean, when they played uh, the Central Park that time, it was one of the biggest shows in the history of New York. Yeah, yeah it was like a million. Didn't they get, was it a million for that one? I mean, I know that Garth Brooks million. years ago got a million. And then they stopped saying that you could put that many people. So, Garth, whoever was the last one will have the record. Yeah, we, I think well, that's what happened, actually. So, for, for Bruce Springsteen on the Saturday night, the there were... They say 75, but I think we, there were 79,999 tickets sold. So I think there was about 85,000 people in Hyde Park that night in the pissing down rain. And it was amazing. And now that'll be the record because there, next year there's been, and that's why this whole thing happened, is that the, the area that Hyde Park is is a very posh neighborhood. And so there's been a lot of complaints about the concert series. So they're going to take it down from like 16 concerts. I just want to point out that he just said posh. Posh. It is. Well, that's how you say it over there. I mean, I have been overseas for 10 days. So I I got a lot of mates and a lot of posh and a lot of... What is 10 days on the metric system? How long is that that you've been there? Confused. People, everyone kept seeing (laughs) me and asking me how much weight I've lost. 140 pounds. And they're like, look at me like... Uh, like I have to convert now. All of a sudden, I it's know like that two I've lost stone. Ten stone. I've lost ten stone. I've now. Wow. Stones are really fucking one hundred and forty pounds. This guy's dropped. Amazing, Johnny. Amazing. Oh, Do you feel great? Sure, sure, absolutely. That's fantastic. You got to come see us soon. All right, Johnny. I gotta take a break before we get right, into boys. dance music. See ya. I love you, pal. I'm glad you're back safe. Thanks, bro. Uh, we'll later. break here. Back. In just a couple minutes to talk about the phenomenon of these DJs now selling out stadiums. Dance music is bigger than rock and maybe becoming bigger than hip hop. And I know really nothing about it at all or why people love it. So uh, we'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show. Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show. 
Kramer is here. He is the program director for the Electric Area and Club Life Radio and the music director of BPM. How you doing, Austin? Good. Thanks Am for I correct me. in that people are showing up and seeing DJs now the way they saw rock concerts 20 years ago? It's a total rock and roll show. Yeah. Yes. From beginning to end, it's lights, you know, drugs, everything. Everything that was big about rock 
is now in those. And what exactly do you call it? Do you call it club music? Well, it used to be called house music yeah. in general, but now it's turned into this, you know, branded electronic dance music, EDM. And, uh, Zeech, you're here because you're amazed by this whole thing because you're now working some of these shows mm -hmm. for Sirius. And how many people are showing up? Hundreds of thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands of people. But when you look at the stage, there's no instruments, there's no singer, there's just the DJ. It's just one guy and like some turntables. In fact, sometimes it looks weird because it's it's like a little box, and then there's this huge. It's the stage sizes are just comparable. Same to, as it were before. Yeah, but there's just a guy in the middle, and there's light shows and stuff. But it's. It, the sheer amount of people, like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was, like, a niche, you know, genre. Yeah. Not at all. It's... Mainstream. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's mainstream. And, Austin, I mean, you even bring up there was house music, but house music goes back 25, 30 years, so why now is it blowing up so big? Yeah, I know. I, I listened uh, last week or the week before when you guys were talking about uh, Pride Week, and you were... Mm. You were talking shit about that one song, uh, "Hands Up in the Air." Yeah, that was a classic. That's legit house music, and it's it's trailed off into you know this new electro world where you know you can it's and it's difficult to produce. Let me tell you, like, yeah, you know it's not just dudes hitting buttons, although it looks like that. Um, so putting this stuff together is time consuming and takes real talent. It's real musicianship, and I thought I'd never say that. I I used to I played piano and drums growing up. I used to hate DJs like mm -hmm. look at these fake. You know, like, but they're not. It's really. But there, it, when you say it's musicianship, it's live musicianship, not musicianship in the studio, but the guy on stage is performing as a musician. It's definitely more so in the studio. As yeah. uh, Dead Mouse put this article out, or not a legit article, but he said, you know, made a comment and it got all kinds of press saying, like, no, DJs don't produce on the go. I've, you know, I'm one of the top DJs. They don't, you know, I've, I've never seen somebody produce on the go. It's you do it in the studio. I mean, sometimes it's very creative. They put vocals on top of instrumentals and stuff. And right. And they so. arrange stuff, right, Austin? It's right. like they'll use, um, there's a couple of programs in there. It's slipping my mind right now. Ableton. Um, Ableton, yeah, they use Ableton. Yeah. And they'll kind of build these loops, right? And mm. then they can drop them in on the fly. They can remove them, drop them in, do whatever, switch it up a little bit. But there's basically, like, they have their set and they can switch that around. So right? isn't that kind Correct. of like GarageBand and you're just, like, muting tracks and unmuting tracks? Like, that's what it thing. sounds like. What it there's a little more art to it than that, I think. So, but. Rob, you're a fan now. You've <laughs> moved over. You're going to finally <laughs> leave this alt-rock bullshit behind is dying <laughs> on the vine you know it really it really is yeah. like rock is dying on yeah. the vine there's veins of rock i think you guys were talking about it the other day where it's like jazz it's a boutique form of music now yeah. and anyone who says rock isn't dead and it's gonna come back you just you're like you're just waiting for a ship that's fucking not coming back to port well you know the, i mean it's the truth is the the lucky thing is that the rock audience will live longer than the jazz audience, so there will be more <laughs> years of this. Yeah. But that is, when you go to rock shows, you're not dealing with kids, and it's, when that yeah. happens, it just doesn't come so, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Another, another thing I, I, I think that's interesting about this genre is it seems to be like you can be a fan of this for one weekend out of the year and not listen to it. The rest of the time, like, I know a bunch of people that are like, oh, I'm going to Electric Area, or excuse me, Electric Daisy, or I'm going to Electric Zoo Festival. But then the rest of the time, they're not, like, sitting back listening to this. They just enjoy the full-on experience of what this provides and then leave uh, what it is the, the full-on experience? I mean, I could get going to a club, but why would you show up in a stadium, 100,000 people, and a guy's DJing? Yeah, I, I kind of struggle. That's, that's probably... 
more an yeah, awesome Austin. question, but from what I see, it seems like a good excuse to dress crazy, like fucking just pasty. If you're a girl, like just wear pasties and like a, a underwear and kind of roll. It's visuals, man. Like all these kids, I kind of resent a lot of these uh, showgoers because I never had to take E to understand it. You know, I, right. I liked it. Like, you know, I started on trance and some other subgenres and stuff, but uh, it's totally a visual uh, you know, auditory experience. It's, it blow, it'll blow your mind if you go. So you don't like the kids that are coming in. The only reason I mean, why they're there is free. I, I can't really, I can't really say that I hate them, but I, mean, I just, you know, <laughs> go ahead. It's, it's annoying. I hate them. <laughs> That's wrong with them. Hate them all. They suck. Um, X, you you roll right. Oh, I love you. It. Enjoy oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. And <laughs> I've stripped my fucking brain of serotonin. Can you, can you do these shows without? Um, I've been to fish shows sober. I had to do a stint rehab, so I had to go to a fish show sober. It was good. Not as good as when I you know, eat a bunch of fucking molly in ecstasy. Uh-huh. It makes it a lot better. I'll say that much. Could yeah. you do it if it wasn't court ordered? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, how are you on the music itself? You know what? I'm, I'm going to say that there's some of it that I don't mind at all. But I think it's more like what, you know, before when we were listening to that Skrillex song, I mean, Mark was talking about, it. it's like, I like the ones that are kind of song songs, you know, and have a little bit of like something that's, um, you know, maybe hookier, I guess. Maybe right. it's just because my brain's simpler. Did I you pick some of the ones brain? where you got it up on the iBank? Did you pick a song? No, I didn't pick no. any of those, but I'm familiar with a bunch of them. I watched a bunch of this stuff this morning because I kind of, I feel like I have to go to one of these now just to see it. And the weird thing is, like, you can watch them on YouTube from different angles, you know, like the crowd angle or, like, the angle behind the DJ. And it literally is, like, it's a guy with a laptop. Then he's got his, like, Ableton interface over here. And that is it. And he does the, and he does the whole, like, raise the arms yeah. thing up. Right. Lower the arms. And I watched, like, I watched Avicii. I watched Dead Mouse. I watched, like, you know, 10 or 15 of these things. And it's, like, it's just odd that they have a stage that size. There's that many people there. And it's still sort of just now getting to a point where these guys are, like, building crazy light shows and things like that, you know? I mean, people are literally just going there and watching a dude use a laptop. And, and Ron, you, you brought up an interesting point of, like, I can understand going to a club and you're dancing and you're drinking right. and that's the experience. This is like you're just going to stand there and watch them do this. Like, it's a concert. Yeah, but but you know what? I, I've left here when, when we've had shows here and watched people dancing around in our lobby and I'm like, well, they are treating it like it's rock. And, I, I get that part of it. And they pay so much money. It's so expensive to go to these things as well. Like uh, a three-day pass for Electric Daisy has got to be like $300, $250, Dude, I brought, I brought handouts. Ron, check this list out. This is the top earning here. I'll give you, I'll give you one uh-huh. to give defense. This is the top earning DJs. You know Rolling Stone would do that thing. Right. Like it's um, like the top earning rock concerts or whatever, that, and U2 or Springsteen would dominate it. Mm-hmm. These dudes, look at the money that number one is making on this thing. Jesus. That's net worth. That's of, of DJs. Oh, is this the Rolling Stone article? Yeah, and some of these dudes, like, are, like, Skrillex is on here at, like, $8 million in net worth, and this was in June. I mean, this guy's probably, in the next two, three years, going to be, you know, near the top of this list. And there's guys like Avicii as well, you know? There's just yeah. more money being pumped into this thing. So this is, like, the beginning. Well, I'm happy to see Moby still making yeah, money. <laughs> what? Moby's still home move around. 
He this, puts honestly, it on a killer set, too. Honestly, this doesn't even look correct to me, knowing by what I know you're, about some of these you're guys. You're correct in saying that, actually. I spoke with uh, one of the club guys in Las Vegas, and these numbers, he saw it. He's like, these numbers are totally well, wrong. Like, number 30 is dating was dating Paris Hilton. I yeah. find it hard to believe that that so, person's only worth $2 so million. Austin, like, like, some like of these guys, team. like, like roll down the top, like, five there. What do those dudes get for DJing, like, uh, you know, a night? Not when they play a massive festival, but, like, if Clubs. you want to hire, like... You know any of these guys named with a van in their name? Yeah, uh, the dude from Pasha would would uh, tell you the same. It's it's anywhere from uh, five to six figures a night. Five, who then? Who does that get you? Like what DJ does that uh, get you? Well, like, I mean, like I'm five looking, figures, like high fives. Who do you get? Uh, Afrojack, Tiesto, a lot of these guys on this list here: um, Armin Van Buren, Benny Benassi, Dead Mouse. Like they get like seventy when they roll in and do it. Do it. Oh yeah, yeah. And the festivals grand. and the festivals pay this much more too. And they can do it all over the world. Um, well, I mean, you're only going to get paid with with if the market's there, though. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is is this stuff is paying off. You know, it's not like, oh, they're getting it and, and somebody's losing money. Yeah. Everybody's making money on this deal. All right, Austin, let's look over at the three radio stations, uh, BPM, uh, Electric Area, and Club Life Radio. How are they different? Or, to my untrained ear, am I going to hear the same music? Uh, no, it's... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that BPM yeah. is the most uh, applicable to anyone that doesn't understand it. Yeah. Uh, it's most mainstream. It's, you know, the pop dance channel. Okay. Uh, there's a few um, pop remixes on there, but most of all, um, it's this legit um, DJ producer world. And just their more popular tracks, like you heard, uh, right. and Bangerang. Uh, Electric Area is more... That's our, that's where we focus on live sets, uh, these festivals. And it's uh, long-format DJ mixes. So it's branding these top ten DJs on the channel, and then there's also countdowns, and it's a, it's a bit more hardcore. Tiesto, it's his own channel. So he plays his tracks that he puts in his sets, and, of course, his own songs. All right, let's go over here. Larry, Larry, you're on the air. How you doing, buddy? Good, Ron. How are you? Good. Yeah, I've been uh, clubbing in New York for probably about 10, 11 years now, and I just have to disagree with whoever said, you know, you're standing there looking at lights and not doing anything. If you go to an event where you have a good DJ who has good track progression, a good set list, knows how to control the crowd, it's real experience. There's a lot of energy, and uh, it's... It's really something to experience. Yeah, I get that whole thing, and I mean, like that was always the job of a DJ for, you know, for years and years and years, is to read the crowd. But the crowds were never a hundred thousand people. It was what club that you're playing at. How do you sit back and be able to judge a stadium amount of people? It's got to. It's got to only be a handful of guys that can pull that off. The mindset I can't get out of is that whole, am I just listening to a guy's awesome iPod? Like, is that what's happening here? Like, like when I see a band, even, like, let's say I'm not a big Metallica fan, mm-hmm. but when I see Metallica, I, they're playing their guitars, they're playing the drums, I at least understand what's happening. If I see a DJ, I don't know what this so- song sounds like if he's not up there right, doing but, whatever he's but doing. But let me just do this. When you go to a movie, you're like, you're not going, they're not doing this right That's now true. like a play. You know what I mean? You're like, what? This whole thing happened two years ago. You know, we're willing to call Stanley Kubrick and Marty Scorsese uh, a genius for the way that this thing plays in big rooms it's true. all the time. Um Let's go over here to uh, 
Ray, Ray, New Jersey. You're on my face. Hi, how's it going, guys? Uh, this is actually going on Ron's point. Um, I actually don't really need to see an artist. When I go see someone like Moritz von Oswald or Amon Tobin, I don't really think of it as a live performance, as Ron was saying, like a play. I think of it like going to an art gallery and going to see almost like a sonoral painting that you can dance to. Um, I didn't understand some of those words. Yeah, I think what he's trying to say is that he's smarter than most people. <laughs> but let, let's do this so people can understand. You're not playing a, a, somebody else's music, right? You're playing your own music, these DJs. Uh, exactly. There's a ton of mashups they do themselves. A yeah. good DJ, these dudes making millions, they yeah. come prepared. Like, they make up new mashups, you know, new tracks on the fly on the airplane the night before. But there's some other artists, right? Like, some of their own stuff, and then it's other artists' tracks that they then right. work on the fly. Right. Right? Yeah, it's not specifically just their tracks, but, you know, some of these selfish guys, uh, Dead Mouse will play his own tracks only. You right. Know? So, which, you know, to me is disappointing. Really? That- is that yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. want to, you want to hear all kinds of shit. I want to hear even if he'll give me some of his artists on his label because I know he has you know some good up and coming guys. Why not put them in your set? Like he does a few out of twenty songs, maybe two or three. Uh, but these other guys, yeah, it's very eclectic. But no yeah. one goes to see Springsteen like wanting to hear like Rolling Stone songs. For but the he part. does cover. But if he covers them, you're stoked, right? It's yeah, but not that many. Similar. But I think you want like. A lot more different artists yeah. than that, right? Like, yeah, there's a difference between rock and, and DJing there, <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's go over to uh, Ave in New Jersey. You're on fest. Hey, um, I don't listen to techno or Skrillex or any of that stuff. I usually listen to more punk music, but I happened to go to see Skrillex with a friend and totally got into the show like as if it was a punk show. So I think it's totally about the experience. And what is the experience that you're getting? Just the connection to the artist and to the crowd. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just feeling it. That's it. And is it drugs for you, honey? What's up? Is it drugs for you, or you can do it without no, drugs? No, no, no. Um, no, I mean, like I'll get high, I'll smoke weed, and you know, I'll right. be drunk, but I don't have to be. It's totally about the music. You just uh, Z, be, you're like, laughing at that? Yes, because that means it's about, dr- like, I think that adds to the experience. I mean, like, one time, uh, the, the only time I had, like, a really good time at one of these festivals, mm-hmm. I was, like, profoundly fucked up, and it was awesome. I was like, this is great. But but, but other than that, I'm just like, it's kind of loud, it's crowded, I don't... But that's how you could say pretty much about any concert yeah. where you don't love the artist. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't get fucked up to go see an artist that I truly love, because I want to, like, you know, experience the show. So I, I sort of understand what's going on, but I think this is a lot more in the culture. Like, I mean, it was Dead Mouse who went at Madonna, right? When Madonna said at Ultra down in Miami, like, has anyone seen Molly? And he was like, stop encouraging the drug culture. But I think it's from what I've seen, that's what a lot of this is. She knows what she's doing, Madonna. Yeah. What would you say percentages, like, out of 100% of people going to these concerts, how many do you think would? Dude, uh, uh, it has to be 60% at least. Of these kids on, on E. Yeah. Uh, but don't you think it's always been 60% of kids that hired a yeah. rock show? And probably blues and jazz, you know, yeah. for that. I mean, people like to get high. They do like to get high. You can't get around that. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to do it. A lot of music, uh, you know, that we all love now is kind of made for the same thing. Like, was the Grateful Dead were basically doing what these guys are doing 
back in the 60s and 70s, right? I mean, they were providing the soundtrack for people to go and get fucked up to. Right. And that's what these guys are doing now. And that music reflected people liking to, you know, eat acid and smoke 60s weed. And this music probably is just what people who, you know, take in a lot of Molly like to party to, right? I mean, is it, oh, yeah. that's basically what's going on here, isn't it? Here is uh, Mike in Long Island. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Roddy B. I was at the Aziz Unmasked. Thanks for that. On oh, the uh, on the topic of the dance music, I go to a big festival all the time, and to say that dance music has not almost completely taken over. I'm a rock and roll guy. I mean, I go to shows all the time, but this this culture that dance music has created is out of control. And you had just mentioned, you know, you feel like you might you might go to a rock show. Some dudes might be fucked up, but I, I feel like it's a different I, it's a different high at these at these dance things. And you're digging it. Uh, you know what? It depends on what kind of mood I'm in, Ronnie. Uh, you know, you go to a big festival, there's a lot of people. You deal with some kids on drugs. You can tolerate it sometimes, but I, I, I feel like it's a little, I feel like it's getting a little out of hand, honestly. I feel like, I'm a, like I said, I'm a rock and roll guy. And it's, uh, it's definitely on its way out. It's a nicer scene at these things. It's a chiller scene, I find, most of the, the time. The clothing is spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. But it's, it, it's definitely a scene. It's unbelievable. All right, thanks, Ben. Um, let's go over to Tim Yonkers. You're on Fez. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, for me, this is just reaching its popular peak right now. I've been into this scene for about 13 years. I'm 33 years old. And uh, this music and everything to do, the, the, the clubs and the raves, the parties, it's been going on for years and years, and it's just reaching a popular audience now. And for me, as well as people that I know that are into the scene, it's just all about the music, which is initially hard to uh, get into. You listen to it, and, you know, at first you think it's repetitive and, you know, a whole bunch of little bleeps right here. But uh, once you're able to crack that nut, and the drugs help a lot, uh, you get into the music, and it is it could become a lifestyle for you. I mean, it's I, I'm sober completely now. I don't take any type of hallucinogenic or, or anything. I don't even smoke marijuana. I just... Uh, drink and I listen to the music on the radio just because I love it so much so that's all I have to say all right, thanks man um, he is right that you know you first start like this was a Manchester thing what are we talking 83 yeah. 84 and now bigger than ever and the thing with finally making the cover of Rolling Stone which may or may not be symbolic but I still think it's a it's almost the passing of the torch. That wasn't even like normal Rolling Stone. That was like their summer double issue. Right. With like a huge amount of information in it. And like, I'm not a huge fan of this stuff, but part of me makes wonders if like this is when like hip hop came out and people were like, this isn't, this and isn't people music. Did. And, and then, yeah, now- and I remember going, I think this is a short fad. <laughs> I think, you know, or I remember thinking, okay, I guess if I, you know, was in the Queen's projects, this would matter to me, but it's a whole different thing. But it would, it, it takes years now for a full turn like that. It's not like when the Beatles popped it overnight. The one thing that's odd about, you know, working in the talent relations side of this is when you meet for the, and this is just my own personal experience. Like when you meet a rock star or whatever, you can tell they're like in a fucking band and they are right. there. These guys like, Rob Cross could be like the world's biggest DJ and I wouldn't I wouldn't know like you just meet them like oh hey that big ass mouse head like you can spot him I was talking to Avicii one time 
who's super famous. He's like, hey, I'm Tim. And, like, I didn't even realize at first what was going on. There are all these Dutch and Swedish uh, shut-ins. For the most part. Is that right? I think so, yeah. I mean, the majority of them are just kids that are... Finally, Europe gets to push their music. First time, really, since Mozart. I mean, (laughs) it's been a long time since those guys have been... And, you know, how long did we always kind of laugh at European disco? Because we're like, oh, man, this shit is so weird and it's repetitive. I mean, that was like since the 60s on. And they just, they would never let go of it. Um, talking about the uh, the fact that DJs are now bigger than rock stars. Um, here's Mike in Houston. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, man. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the bands. I mean, as being a young person myself, I want to give out a shout-out to the bands like LCD Sound System and Chick 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 who still make dance music organically um, that you can't replicate on a computer. There's something about that live stage presence of getting people to get up and dance because of rhythm and not just a little computer. Uh, and also to boot LCD sound system, shut up and play the hits, uh, comes on tonight. Where's it on at? Uh, it's, uh, he's in the theaters. It's one night only. It's his last show at Madison square garden and James Murphy's doing it tonight only. Aren't they uh, also doing, isn't the DVD coming out too? Uh, The DVD, I think, is to be released. He did it, James Murphy was up last weekend, he recorded some stuff that we had at XMU all weekend, and and he's... He's a whole other kind of that LCD sounds is a totally other kind of dance music than we're talking about right here. Um, but yeah, their movie comes out today, limited release. I think one night, most places, and more than one night, a couple places. But it's worth seeing. Um, let's go over to Jay. Jay in Cleveland, go ahead, buddy. What's up, Ronnie? Um, yeah, I've, I've been a DJ since I say back like eighty nine, ninety. My sister started DJing around the same time. I was more in hip hop and uh, R and B. She did a lot of the dance stuff, and she stopped for a while, and she started that. And her career just, like, blew up. She made some special mixtapes just by putting them on YouTube and, like, SoundCloud. So I think the explosion of dance music happened mostly because a lot of these DJs, like uh, like uh, Girl Talk, got large by posting all this stuff on YouTube and SoundCloud and and just giving them stuff away for free that people wanted to go see them. Uh, here's Eric. Eric, New York. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, I just want to say that I went to Bonnaroo down in Tennessee this year, and I basically went for Radiohead and the Chili Peppers, but I went to a Skrillex show at 1.30, didn't know anything about them, and I was dead sober, and I got to say it was probably the highlight of my whole trip. And I don't know, it was just the, the crowd and the glow sticks and, the bass, I think that's a big part of these shows, too, is the bass is just so incredibly loud. And there's just something about the vibe of it. that I don't think I would listen to this at home, but it's just a lot of fun. All right. Uh, Rob, look over here. Your talk radio station blowing up with a crossover yeah. audience. That there are tons of people who don't feel the need to drop one as they pick up the other. Uh, here's Ben. Ben, go ahead, buddy. Running. Yeah. Uh, I'm disagreeing with the need to get high or drugs at a concert because people talk about going to a corny-ass Dave Matthews or Jimmy Buffett concert and getting stoned, and that's got to be a large percentage of them doing that. No, no, I always think it has been. I think a, a large percent of people want to be high, and I think 60% is about right, and it's also correct probably if you're looking at a football game that 60% of the people are drunk or high. 
And that's it. That's all you had to say. All right. Killed let's it. go over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go over here to Matt in Vegas. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, guys. Yeah, I just want to say it's uh, dance music, is a, it's a different vibration. It just takes you to a different place. Some of it is drugs, and when you get high, but when you get, when you're sober, you get back to that vibration, and it just takes you to a different world, a different place, just like any other music does. Like reggae takes people to a different place. This just takes you to a different place where you can escape. Um, you're accepted no matter what you look like or who you are. You know, it's just a different vibration, a different feel. The whole crowd's into it. And it just, once that music kicks in, it's almost like the shaman where they, you know, trance music. They put you into that trance. Which, which is about as old as music itself is. You know, uh, Mickey Hart came in one day and did, like, an amazing interview saying basically music has to do with the machines that existed right before it. That uh, I'm sure a big part of this has to do with people who are growing up on laptops and hearing things. Um, whether it's even Xbox and shit like that, that certain sounds affect you from a very early age. Uh, I had to replay that one time because I sat in here and I thought, Jesus Christ, most of this stuff is brilliant. And he is a drummer first and foremost. But the way music attacks, most of the time you can't even explain it. Rob, you got to be looking at your career going, i got to get out of rock. Yeah, this was a I don't big mistake. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big mistake. Well, you got that 1019 now yeah. is back. Oh, yeah. that's in New York City. Hell Send yeah. them a resume. Yeah, you know what I mean? Idea. Get that Do out that. there right away. There's like Muzak, right? Yeah, People you got need that. music in the Dwayne Reed. So. Yeah, uh, music for the elderly. Yeah, the elderly will like music. Right. Yeah, what about like a nice little podcast, too? Do a podcast with some music. Way too modern for music. Podcast, but you're playing a lot of like the '60s stuff. Yeah, like true. the English Invasion. <laughs> um, so Aust- the podcast. Well, I was going to ask Austin, like the, the it's like the, the, that caller said a few minutes ago. Like what I'm having a hard time with is like cracking that nut of what makes it you know good because a lot of this music seems to be like whereas rock is sort of like a verse course verse thing. A lot of this stuff is like rise like crescendo release and then do it again right is that like are the people who do that the ones that is that what people appreciate in this like when they go to a concert do they like look for a guy who can build 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 release build 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 release you know like is they that is that the it. art of it because you're exactly right yeah um they call it the drop all these new kids you know 13 to 17 that come in, you know, they're just like, where's the drop? They yell it. It's kind of annoying, but they're right. Yeah. It's, they get it's, angry. They need the drop. Give me the drop. Give yeah, me the drop now. <laughs> I'm sure they said that at the Skrillex show. Yeah. But, but that's like the, that's like the replaces the hook kind of in this music. Like what people chant along to at a rock concert. Yeah. Yeah. Like the drop is like the moment that everybody like just, waits for, right? There is a like the better you too, are yeah. at that is the more. Like the better that drop is, you know, and the audience is discerning. Like somebody will go up there and be shitty, and the audience will know it. Oh yeah, yeah. And the the good thing about DJs is that they're, you know, they're human enough to and not scared enough to say shit back. So there's all kinds of stuff on YouTube about guys like, you know, at clubs speaking up and and talking shit, and the DJs going right back at them. It's it's entertaining to say the least. Um, let's go over here to uh, Abraham. Abraham, how are you? Yeah, hey, uh, yeah, the DJ experience is definitely crazy. I mean, you don't you don't need to be high in drugs, and apparently now it's gotten so big that now they build shows around it. 
so now they have like this thing that I went to a, a few months ago called Dayglow, where it's like this crazy experience. It's a rotation of DJs all night, and uh, the party starts at like about nine o'clock, but there's like a big countdown clock, and when it hits midnight, anytime the DJ hits like his drop, it starts spraying everybody with like multicolored paint and everything. It's it's crazy, man. You gotta look it up on YouTube. You wouldn't believe what you see. All right, Zeech, you're nodding along. Zeech, you were telling me your favorite DJ is Pauly D. And you said... Repping Rhode Island, Ron. The reason is because you know him from Jersey Shore. Yes, he is great. And also, you know... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Dayglow... I mean, we have to go to this thing, I think, called Sensation in Coming October, up. which is not yeah. like Dayglow, but it's it's themed in this... It's a theme thing where everyone wears white mm-hmm. in an entire arena. Like, and you can't get in, right? In if Brooklyn. you're not. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if they all wear white this year. Everybody's going to be wearing white. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, look at this shit. Like, and that's because that, when you hit them with the lights, everything will change. I, I don't know. Why did, Why does everyone wear white at Sensation? Do you uh, know? Sensation's a European thing. It's a Penn State thing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think this uh, Sensation is um, going towards the new, like, AIDS uh, benefit in the States uh-huh. or something. Uh, yeah, we went to the launch party. This one's like white blood cells. Like, I don't understand why. Are, are, you, gonna be, exactly. are you gonna be there? Zeets? Uh, I will be there. Hopefully driving a golf cart. Are around. you gonna be wearing painter's outfits? <laughs> I think I have to, but I'm gonna be working if I'm there. Like, I, this is not the type of thing where I'm like, having fun, go working on your buzz. And the thing is, at all these events, I always get really annoyed when people are really on drugs because, and they get so crowded because I have to drive golf carts around. And you rule at it. But, yeah, like I'm, I maneuver the golf carts for talent from one area to another area, but people are so fucked up. It's like a <laughs> like defensive driving course all the time. Good I think luck. you hit some people, right? No, I've never hit anyone. I was in the cart. <laughs> I think you hit some people. It's very crowded. You should see Zeitz, though. He's killing it on the golf cart. Does yeah. a great job. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yes. Talents you didn't know I had. Um, Logan, you're on my first. Hey guys, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Um, Zeech, you there, buddy? Yeah. Hey man, um, I know that you went down to Ultra for uh, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. How amazing was that festival? I mean, it, it changed my life, dude. And I, I, I want to know what your thoughts were on it. I mean, I, I I watched most of what I saw of Ultra. I saw on the video screen because we were working off site. But there was one set there that I saw. Um, Armin Van Buren, where I was like, all right, this is pretty sweet. And that I I kind of understood. But still, it's music that I much more enjoy uh, and I'm when I do want to listen to it, which is honestly is rarely when I'm not surrounded by just fucking huge crowds. Like there was I, hundred oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's just that's what I don't like about it. Like what the atmosphere that people love, like everyone being in the same space, is what kind of bothers me. I hate about that it. too. It's the worst. Um, you didn't? Did you see uh, Pretty Lights or uh, DJ Shadow? No, I didn't. I mean, honestly, what we do in Miami is we had a thing at, at like a daytime broadcast. That's a lot of what I, we did. Awesome. Oh, you okay. were at Ultra though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, pre- we saw Pretty Lights at uh, in Vegas at the Speedway. Killed I will, it. I will say that Pretty Lights guy is amazing. Yeah, like his stuff's really worth looking up on the internet. He like that Zeppelin thing he does is pretty neat. So that's he really hey, Logan, why was this yeah. life changing for you? What happened to you? Um, it was my first festival down there, Ron, and um, it, it, it just, I mean, I've, I've listened to techno. I'm 42 years old, and I've, I've been going to raves probably since I was 18, 19, but this thing just blew me away, and it was life-changing, and it, it, it just, all the, the energy and, and the people there, and, um, and I wasn't even on any drugs. I was on Heineken pretty much the whole time. Well, I think the interesting thing is, like, raves always got busted 
But now these things are mainstream. So legit, yeah. This is the place to go. And it's understood that it's mainstream. Like, they're they're not even battling back, right? I mean, they love the fact that they're getting airplay with you guys. They love the fact that people are showing up. They don't want to keep it underground. Not at all. Um, they're but, doing these things like in the centers of major cities. Right. They're not LA even... got uh, pretty pissed when Electric Daisy Carnival, one of the biggest by Insomniac events. Now they're in Vegas, um, but it was a whole thing. So people kind of like stay away from the word rave. I think that's right. the whole thing now. But yeah, you're right. It's... Rave they were afraid of, but now, I mean, what I'm saying, there's corporate sponsorships. Right. Cities are calling, hey, let's bring this the way they, that they would a jazz fest. You know, like New Orleans does a jazz fest. Look at this. Like, the, look at this shit. This is amazing. Where is this at, Miami? This was down in Miami. This was, I mean, and this is even in the daytime, so it's not the full light show. But I think this is, uh, is this Hardwell? Yeah. Hardwell, who's... He's in tomorrow. He's in way. tomorrow here. And it's just, like, look at this scene. It looks like what, when you watch the videos of Springsteen Live somewhere sure. in a huge... This kid is 24 years old. That makes me feel... He started when he was 13 poor. producing. Like... I'm going to try and find... Armin, because that was crazy looking. That was the Is one that dude on like, the phone still? Uh, no, I think he hung up. I think he was talking about this uh, Ultra Music Fest. Yeah. Yeah. So this and Electric Daisy Carnival um, and a few others. It is it is mainstream now. Uh, we've got the um, stuff up on the Interrobang today, too, for people to want to check out the music. Uh, Rogan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, the death of rock and roll is imminent. I mean, last night, Slash, the legend, the god, couldn't even sell out a venue that held less than 5,000 people. People had known about this event forever, and he couldn't even sell it out. Well, where the was death it? Of rock and roll. Well, it's in a city of a million and a half people or so up in Calgary. Alberta. Yeah, but guess what? If he stood next to Axel, they still would sell out 30,000. He fucked up and doesn't have the name. Um, take the hat off of fucking Danger Mouse, and he's in trouble too. But he has to just travel around by his regular name because people, the mouse. <laughs> yeah. the dead mouse, Joel Zimmerman, oh, yeah. <laughs> mouse. <laughs> uh, it's crazy though, right? I'm looking at this, and look at those. It's people are just stuck together. There's so many of them. Yeah, slash losing their shit. They're so into it. Like, look, like you can, you can't really. But there's just and they just go. Yeah. And I mean, there's you can't put a paper in between these people. It's so tight. They all stink. I imagine they'd have to stink. Uh, Austin Kramer is here. He's the program director for uh, Electric Area and Club Life Radio, and the music director for BPM. Um. Let's go over here to um, let's go over to Dan in Rhode Island. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, one time I went to a Delta Nine concert, and it's a hardcore techno. And if anybody there was on drugs, they would just be purely terrified. There's another band called uh, Fez is a Pedophile, and I know a lot of kids are scared of that one too. Well, that's all part of it. That's all part of it. Uh, here's John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, listen. I I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I'm a I'm a triathlete and a marathon runner. And BPM has totally made its way onto my uh, training list. It just keeps me going. And oh, is that you know, straight edge station? It helps you uh, run. Absolutely. I mean, the, the beats and the bass um, 
some of them might be a little too fast, but once you, you sort of hit the groove, it's, it's just real easy to keep cadence. And, you know, it's not like the song slow for five minutes. Some of them go 17, 18, maybe even longer. Um, and that really, really, uh, keeps you going. I would say, I still listen to some Metallica and stuff like that as well, but. When it's time to cool down. Uh, Rob, maybe this could help you with your spin class. I, you know what? It's funny you say that. Like For many years, I dismissed the shit as spin class music. You know, I really was like, uh, spin class music, whatever. Yeah, See, like, a, a song going 18 minutes is exactly what I don't want. Like, that's, I would like them more if they followed normal strong songs. I thought he was talking about how long he could run 18 minutes, because none of the songs go 18 minutes. You would know that it's music. Um... Right, it's up on the eye bang over uh, da- under dance dance uh, revolution. <laughs> uh, pick out another song for us. Let's play a little bit of it. Austin, who do you who do you want to hear? Um, I, don't, I guess we should play the biggest one. You know, in recent years, uh, Avicii levels takes a Etta James sample. Uh, the year she died, knock on wood. All right, let's hear some.
I'm learning the bounce now. I'm picking up <laughs> on it. So the whole song changes. You the like sec- that drop. Yeah, the second that we're dropping. Or it's the kick uh, that Christopher Nolan gave us when we're going in to the next dream world. That's the way it's happening. Uh, this time, I saw Rob Cross dance the longer this song. Yeah, you were loving it. I love it. I'm, this one's big in my spin class. <laughs> I'm wondering. I don't know if, if Rob sees his own death in this music. I can't tell. I do. I, this is this is a complete, like, uh, it's been coming for a long time. Though. Everybody, I think, has been sitting around going, when's electronic music going to take over, you know, for since probably the early 90s. I always know. thought, though, when we were thinking the same thing of, when is this going to just burn out and be, like, more of a cul-de-sac than this fucking turnpike that it's become you oh, know? electronic music yeah that yeah. at a certain point we were acting like yeah it's one of those things people got into like ska or something you that know what? I, I, think, I think you're right like in the in the early 90s or 90s right. whatever whenever uh um when prodigy was big and the chemical, chemical brothers, brothers things like that, that yeah you're like all right this is this is it this is when electronic music takes over yeah and then it turned into a cul-de-sac and after that, for a couple of years, it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, we're a little, maybe that's not happening. But it looked now, like, remember when the Stones tried to join in with them? Like, hey, <laughs> the Chemical Brothers were like, oh, okay. What was, a, what was a big deal for a lot of people, I remember, I think it was right after Ultra, the New York Times ran like a front page piece that basically said, like, you know, electronic dance music is starting to tempt investors as well. So it's becoming big because also, for some reason, like corporate America is getting on board with it and using it more and campaigns and all that stuff. When Paris Hilton comes out and she can do it, doesn't that just take it back a notch? Yeah, that (laughs) took us back some (laughs) years. Yeah, but, you know, everything, every genre of music has had that happen, too. You know what I mean? Where somebody who's known for something else comes over and does it. You know, some actor would put out a pop song or whatever. So, if anything, that just kind of proves... That it is more mainstream. <laughs> that track we just listened to, yeah. Avicii Levels, was yeah. on a Bud Light commercial. And they had Avicii in some like fancy club. Uh, and they panned around to it and they hit the drop that you heard. It was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, what is she doing here? Is she got a Brazil flag? Sure. Some, Looks like it, yeah. This is all prearranged. In Sao Paulo. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> She threw a mashup in there. This article more or less just talking about how obscenely horrible this was. Uh, let's go over to uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I, am I missing something here? This shit is terrible. Every damn track sounds exactly the same. Uh, what do you What do you uh, say to this? Is this just the untrained ear? Or is this just somebody from another generation who's not going to get it? I used to be the exact same way, yeah. and, I, and I just was immersed in it, and I'm, I still can't leave this place uh, before 10 p.m. at night. Like, it's a full-time job trying uh-huh. to keep these tracks updated on the on the stations. Uh, but you just have to listen to it, maybe take drugs at a club. This you know? has to be what people said about rock in the early days, right? Well, I yeah, I mean, you, you know, shit. parents said yeah. that. I mean, that is also the point of everything is to do something different than the generation before, you know? And it's certainly not your job to feel like you have to understand it or dig it. Uh, But I think the reason why we wanted to get into this, uh, and we've been talking about doing this uh, for a while, is that we're just noticing it really is bigger now. It really is much larger than what's happening in rock. 
Uh, here's Mike in Canada. You're on my face. Yeah, hey, I think I might be in a bit of a minority today. I really don't like this style of music very much. I, I, I know it's a valid art form, but I have a real problem when people compare it to musicianship because I think a lot of these guys wouldn't be able to exist without real musicians originating a lot of these tracks. And, like, that track that you guys just played, um, like, it, the melody in it was pretty hooky, but, God damn it, it was pretty boring and pretty elementary. I think if, if anybody did really create that, I, I don't think it's really great musicianship. But anyway, I know it's valid. I just I just don't see it as great musicianship. I think they're great DJs because they, they obviously all really know how to recognize a great hook and know how to match things together and mash them up and stuff. But, see, here's the other point of it, though. To become mainstream, you do have to simplify. Uh, if you look at disco, they simplified the funk stuff that was happening more or less underground. And then people acted like, oh, I hate this disco shit. And, I mean, disco sucks. Became a giant thing in this country. But at the same time, it was bigger than rock and roll. Yeah, then, what about when the they 70s. put distortion on a guitar? And everybody's like, oh, if you can really play guitar. then you, Right. You know, then you, you don't distortion. need to do this. It's like that took over. You know, it's uh, just like Dylan plugged in. Dylan yeah. plugged in and a whole generation of people were furious. Uh, let's go over to Jim in Virginia. You're on my face. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been a, an electronic music fan for, God, 20 years. I'm almost 50 years old. You know, it is still rock and roll in that it's still the do-it-yourself ethic of making music. You know, these guys are doing it in their bedrooms as opposed to the, the garage. And, you know, you um, pop music in itself has always been simplistic, and the complex stuff has always kind of been on the edge. And then one other thing to consider is that popular music has always followed the technological trends. You look back to the amplifier, when electricity became part of making music, you had the, the amplified jazz to the, um, when the studios started, uh, technology took off, you had, uh, you know, the rock. Yeah, music changes. It changes all the time. Um, certainly, if you even look at Miles Davis, Career, what he was doing in the seventies was light years different than what he was doing in fifties, and a lot of people thought it was worse. A lot of people thought this stuff blows, and the old stuff when he was doing the standards was cool. Uh, let's go over to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah, I, I wanted to touch up on. Um, well, I wanted to speak to the, the BPM director, um, Austin Kramer, is right here. Great about the uh, the other subgenres, electronic music. I agree with the other previous caller. Like the the past song that was just played was kind of cookie cutter ish. But there's other actual electronic genres out there with real true musicianship. Guys like Square Pusher, Aphex Twin, the guys are really pushing boundaries and have been for you know over 20 years now. Like where can I find that type of music on Sirius XM? And what do you guys think of that other genre altogether? Uh. Have you heard of Electric Area? No, well, I heard of the station, but every time I tune in, it seems kind of, I don't know, maybe it's not kind of like the guys I just mentioned. You know, I just mentioned. Yeah, that stuff's difficult. We we play an Apex Twin or two, uh, a song or two on XMU, and it's just like, it's really experimental, you know? I mean, that's like, um, it's just it's like John Zorn. Where do you hear John Zorn on Sirius XM, you know? And it's like, maybe The Loft, I don't know. There's always going to be people that are just on the fringe of, you know any genre of music that 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 
a small group of people are going to love, and then everybody else is going to be like, what the fuck? The last time I heard of John Zorn, he was playing with the Seahawks. But I, <laughs> we might be talking about this. different... Jim Zorn, isn't it? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hey, buddy, uh, I got to bounce. I'm sorry. I got an, I have an artist here, like an old-fashioned rock artist. Who do you got? Like Ariel Pink. All right. He's actually well, amazing in his own right, but I... But well, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Austin oh. Kramer, thanks so much for stopping by, buddy. It was a lot of fun. I hope you come by again some other time. Thank you. And, uh... BPM Sirius XM is channel 51. Electric Area Sirius XM is channel 52. And Club Life Radio is channel 340. Thanks so much, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And all the, a lot of the music that he put up is up on the Interabank today. If people want to go and check it out, a lot of people are commenting on it. We'll be right back. It's the Run Fest Show. Change the name of the drop to the kick, and I'm gonna fucking tie it in uh, with Inception a little more. I forgot to ask if he would have, uh, and uh, of course I'm talking about Jermaine Lucier right now. If he would have picked this new Batman or Inception? Oh boy, that's why I can't understand uh, Batman fans just saying he wants to do this forever because even after he did Inception I think stepping back into Batman was a mistake it was weird I think you know you hit this thing with the Joker uh, and you became the biggest non-Marvel movie you know comic book movie of all time obviously they're never going to be able to compete with Marvel no Marvel's but crushed. on their own level and they're less than interesting characters They've done a great job. Christopher Nolan has taken this old, dusty 
character from the 1930s. She's the greatest character, character ever. Batman? I'm sorry, Avengers is the greatest character ever. Yeah. And if it was the greatest character ever, Fez, you'd be there. Avengers Not Assemble. doing pedophile jokes with fucking Chris Stanley, but you'd fucking show up to this. You know? You'd be there. There's nothing funny about pedophilia. Warner Brothers just has to get all on the same page. Stop telling the obvious stuff that we could read anywhere. Inside is what I'm talking about with you. You turned your back on Batman. That's what happened. And you turned your back on Christopher Nolan because he's the guy who made Batman fucking cool when it was certainly less than cool. Oh, he fucking made this thing. He turned on his goddamn head. Uh, my thing... Favorite thing up on the uh, iBang right now is probably Jenks, the most interesting show dog, because I like a dog that won't go along. Remember I told you about how my nephew um, on the swim team, I think he's about six or seven, he doesn't really like competing after he won the first one, he yeah. thought it was all stupid. Um, last meet of the year. You have to start the race and dive in and start swimming. He thought it would be funnier and what he said cooler to go in in a cannonball, which that is cooler. cost him some really precious strokes and took him back to third place. Uh, then he followed that up with the backstroke um, in that race, swimming leisurely and spitting water up in the air <laughs> as he was doing it. His mother, horrified. Oh, come on. It's a fucking good act. Hey, he's still got the bronze and the other fucking... I like one. the idea that no matter what idea he has, it's never uh, a really great one. <laughs> um, I like to spin the water up. I think one of the cool things up on the iBang today that you want to see is the album cover piece where the al the guy goes back and finds album covers exactly the spot that they took place. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's actually one of my favorite things I've ever seen done. It's awesome. I want to do this with electronic music. All right. So I guess... Go back to like I don't know Club Exit or Limelight here in New York. Probably go back to Limelight. Yeah, <laughs> it's old school. Nice. But we could do a day where we go to all these spots. You know, we could be on all these spots in one afternoon. Well, not that one is England, but a lot of these are New York City. Right there, we just walk down that block. Done. Like hey, that's only two blocks from here. Right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like 59th and 10th. I don't know why you got off going at two. All right, it's a lot more than two blocks, but we it's could be there in a chauffeur. Two avenues. That's really the ones you worry about walking. Sure. I fucking hate this. It's so wide. It's so long. I just have to go all the way to the west side. Come on, when's that train going to be built? You um, never go to the west side because of that. It's just like fucking 11th Avenue. It's like no man's land. It is true. It is odd over there. <laughs> Fuck. Who's over there? What goes on? Strange. I know the Intrepid's somewhere in the fucking vicinity, but that's you not it. You can see the Intrepid from here. You can look out the window and see the Intrepid. The fucking space shuttle's going to be sitting on top of it. Badass. You crazy bastard. <laughs> well, stop turning it into a positive. Uh, your last chance to look over to at yesterday's uh, 2.30 uh, snack, 3 o'clock snack. Mm. I don't know if I even want to put up today's. 
Oh. I, I think I might well put it up as a farewell to snacks. It's it, this is it? This is the yeah. fucking Bon Voyage. Um, by the way, I want to play some electronic music. I don't want to just, you know, hype on this. But our own Kokomo Joe put this together. And I believe he's got over 60-some percent approval rate on it right now. Just loving it. His song, Fuck the Radio Shark, is up on the iBang now. Give me what the voting is before we jump into it. Right now, 67% smash. Wow. Two out of three people loving it. It's a classic diss track. Let's take, let's take a quick listen. Radio Shark is a fucking prick Sitting at home, goggling dicks I used to wonder how he got this way But then I found out when he called in one day He told me his dad was a bum And his mom was a slut Who'd get fucked by every dude on the block His dad would molest him and drink all day But he said he kinda liked it Cause he's gay that way His mom was a former whore who worked for money But she loved it so much she started to do it for nothing He told me he's ugly and can't go outside Cause when he does all the kids go and run and hide Which is kinda hard when you're a pedophile So he calls into radio just like a child Fucking punk, I hope there's a fire and he dies No one would miss him, no remorse when you squish a fly Radio Shark can suck his dad's dick and choke What's the difference between a joke and three dicks? His mom can't take a joke Bitch ass Radio Shark Cause I'll get money Bitch ass, fuck you Fuck you You want that show his back hurts, and he couldn't come in today. Yeah, playing ball. The only one I can depend on is my little Sam. That's the right. one I picked. You picked Sam? Well, after she first came in, I did. Okay. I'm like, this Sam's got it together. Well, wardrobe-wise, fucking crushes. And just work ethic-wise. She's great. She's a little Republican who wants to work hard. She works an ice cream truck on the weekends sometimes. Sure. Making up money, and she's got a college husband. That's so sweet. It is nice, isn't it? I hope they have a college baby and everything works out. Uh, Rush Limbaugh says the Dark Knight uh, rises. Uh, the villain they have is an attack on Mitt Romney because Bane, uh, of course, is the company that he ran, and people are just going to look at Bane. And be pissed off at this. This is something that the elite liberal media has had planned mm. since 1993. Their fucking chance to fuck up Mitt Romney. And again, they have to do it because Holly Weird is filled with nuts and fruits. Get it? They have some crazy foresight. You get it, though? Nuts it's and fruits? fruits. That's right. You know, like they're nuts like crazy people and fruits. Okay. Fruits. Okay. Yeah. My fucking friend's a fruit. You vote for I'm Obama? gay. Are you voting for Obama? Yes, I'm voting exactly. for Obama. Exactly, I know it. I know it. But not based on the Batman villain character. The analogy didn't, it wasn't... Uh, I think it works perfectly. It's just their chance, once again, to stick it to him. Uh, Mitt Romney doing his best not to turn over his tax uh, stuff over the years... 
And even the Republicans are saying, Mitt, you're not going to get out of this. Turn this fucking shit over. What the fuck is in those tax returns? There's one theory that a couple years ago he didn't have to pay anything because there was some losses. So the big theory is that he's going to turn around and show that he paid less taxes. Oh. (laughs) Then. What a fucking dick. The middle class. But who knows? Uh, Luke Skywalker also picking (laughs) Obama. Uh. Luke Skywalker um, took a shot at Mitt Romney saying he's not a human like the thing he just plays a human. That audio was up there. I can't believe that Luke Skywalker, by the way, is 60 years old. What? He must have been a lot older than we thought when he made Star Wars. I guess he was supposed to be like 16 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was like 29. Baby face motherfucker. Why don't you go back to Tatooine? <laughs> right? That's the plan. <laughs> That's what you love so much. Didn't they just re- uh, fix up Tatooine again? Yeah, right? they fixed it up. And there's like fucking dudes living in those, in those sets selling right. t-shirts. By the way, G-Baby writes, to answer Ron's question, Dark Knight Rises or Inception, give me Inception by a nose. Wow. But... I would have also, while you're out there listening, uh, G-Baby, do this one. Rank Spider-Man and Dark Knight Rises and the Avengers 1, 2, and 3 for this summer. Let us know what the 1, 2, and 3 is. Not in terms of money, but simply in terms of your own aesthetic, what you thought was the best stuff. This is serious shit. Yeah, it is. Serious XM shit, dude. And good news, I've just been asked to DJ, do a guest DJ stuff over at uh, Electric Area. What? On Channel 52. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go over, open with some talking heads. Okay. Um, take them into Little Feet. Where's the drop going to be at? I'll just yell, drop, motherfucker, oh, drop. So we'll see if G-Baby sends that back into the iBang, ranking one, two, and three of what he thought of the three big comic book movies this year. I think think he'll go Avengers number one. I will tell you this. Yesterday, I thought maybe I had you on the ropes and Batman was going to win. Now, today, I don't believe it. I don't think that they can beat the Avengers. On all these good reviews and these just the fucking the people just attacking bad reviews, it seems like it's it's gonna it's at a fever pitch. It's um, Bat Week. The mm. snack is up. The oh, three o'clock snack. Yes, is up today, and I want everybody to jump on it. Hope like Akeem Masabi. Hope this isn't the last one. <laughs> this one all about the three o'clock snack this is meet the thong meet the thong hot thongs 
on beautiful models. Hot, sweet. Holy oh, shit. It's a big one. First of all, I don't know who I could vote for. They're uh, all wonderful. That one with the tag is showing. Very, very exciting. Fez, you like to see men in thongs? Yeah, yeah. So, would you go on a beach with a thong? Oh, I have a horrible body for a thong, but I like to. I like to look at men in thongs. So, you would not. You would be like, you put on the thong, and I'll just check your shit out. That's how you would do it. Yeah, and I'll be in baggy shorts. Mm. Doing the dance on the side. Just dancing on the side. Until someone pulls me out on that dance floor. Uh, I hated the first one. I hated the one that he played. I thought the second one was better. Oh, the uh, Avicii. No, not that. I'm talking about the fucking Three O'Clock Snack songs. Let's move on. I don't want to fucking constantly be hung up in this electronic music, okay? I can see some vagina lip poking out in one of these pictures. For Sex, what? Sexy. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> Just saying, Three O'Clock Snack, very sexy. Do, do. By the way, get over for Richard Dreyfuss's laugh. It's very, very, very funny. It's up on the Interbank today. I'm not ready to even go over and decide who is winning this today, but the thongs are spectacular. A lot of people comment on Dance Dance Revolution. And Fez, tonight we'll have a new game up on the Interbank? Yeah, yep, I will, uh, yep. Yep, yep, I will, yep. There you have it, folks. Uh, yeah, bring him in. Hey, did Stalker Patty ever stop by? Yeah, Patty's hanging out. Well, let's send them both in. Come on, guys, come on in. Come on in. I had no idea Patty ever even got here. Earl, good to see you, buddy. buddy. Black, Earl. <laughs> good to see you, pal. You missed the, missed the electronica. <laughs> Dance Dance Revolution today. Don't you hate Earl? What an odd thing. Patty and Earl back together Whoa. again. No. Um, now, Patty, let me just say this to you. I wanted to say I'm sorry about what happened with Mikhail's Navy. And Mikhail's Navy passed away. I know that was your all-time favorite performer. Oh, I still have all my DVDs that I can enjoy. Well... I guess you could say that. No and he lived a good life, 95 years old. I want him know. to get the free smuckers, though, on the Today Show. That was my dream <laughs> for him. Earl, what are you up to today? I didn't know you were even stopping by. Uh, yeah, I was doing um, some stuff for the special this weekend. Uh, they asked me to... Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Some do. of your memories about Steve C? Yeah. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, that was, that was... You're all choked up from it? Yeah, I'm still processing and all yeah it's still terrible. not it's a blow to everybody when something like that happens yeah. but i know that you and the steve say once everybody else went home you guys stayed and kept working and then when everybody even left at new you guys were still there yeah we were kind of uh, we, were, we used to call each other last in the mohicans because we were like yeah. the last i think he was there when i he left before i did yeah yeah because he went back with ona yeah. and they went back on the air Well, that's nice that you came in and cut some stuff for him. Too. Yeah. It's terrific. Yeah, that was, and it was kind of 
you know, I get, and, and somehow I got to walk into a meeting <laughs> after this. And well, you're and you're so shaken from it. What's the meeting on? Um, I'm supposed to meet with uh, with Blackberry reps today. Oh, Blackberry in the house. Yeah. Why don't you bring up Raymond Berry? He was black. <laughs> and just say, uh, maybe this will help out. Fred Berry was also black. Oh, no, Rewrite. How's that? Raymond Berry, the white house. Patty, what have you been doing lately? Did you come in and do anything for Steve C? Some of your memories? I'm, I'm going to do that in a few minutes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It gave, it gave me a couple of, like, an hour to think about what to say, you know, because you know, you got to think about it first and then do it. I say no. Never think about it. Just do it. Yeah. That's exactly what I don't know what I said. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I just I know. let it go. Patty, you have a lot of great memories when Steve Seed said, no, you can't come in, or ONA don't want to see you now. I mean, those kind of things could come up terrific. What? <laughs> Nothing. You make up something nice. Yeah, I will. Say that you and Steve C used to make out. <laughs> oh, that would be, that's all anybody would be talking about, though. <laughs> Who uh, had you come in? Um, Who's running it? Who's uh, running all that? Uh, E-Rock. He texted uh, me late last night. That's great. E-Rock and him were very close as well. Yeah, they were. Him, when I was recording after I got done, he, I mean, he was basically working the phones trying to get more people to come aboard and do this. Fez, you didn't do the plugs for him today, but you did it yesterday. But the way that Fez, I kept laughing to myself. You had it sounding like he and his family passed away. And I don't know that you should never laugh at a live read. Uh, I've learned that here. But if you go back and pull them tomorrow, okay. we should go back and listen to them. Because to me, it sounded like every single time that's what he was saying. But it was just Steve. Yeah. You were crying, huh, Earl? Sobbing? Um, well, that will make you a gay. Not, no, I'm, well, that was... Oh, Saturday, I was a disaster. Yeah, I know where I talked to you then. Uh, the Friday or Saturday, I was just like a complete mess. I know. I'm just looking at this list. I'm like, I didn't know these guys made this much money. Well, we just did an hour on those assholes and how much money they're all making. <laughs> and they're just bigger than, they're bigger, it's bigger than Rock now. It's on the cover of Rolling Stone yeah, uh, the, uh, this month. I, I saw one of these clips of one of these guys, and they're playing like stadiums and arenas. And I'm like, it's like, you're watching a guy hover over. Yeah, we had a whole, we did a, but here's the weird thing. And we thought, all right, we're going to bring in, um, you know, some of the guys to talk about it. Because Sirius does a lot of these big shows. And then we uh, invited in Austin Kramer, who runs all the big dance channels here. And we're like, all right, he's going to get creamed by our listeners. We got a huge crossover of dance listeners. I was shocked. Shocked. And it was only towards the end that some, you know, like, fuck you, Skinner's better. You know, that came in, what I like to call the Earl demo. Yeah. <laughs> Patty never liked the Beatles, and now oh. she does. Oh, I've always loved the Beatles. Well, John I was always... your least favorite. Yeah. You never liked John. Oh, <laughs> of course I liked him. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to have known, like, in the 60s, what their reaction would be to some of this techno music of today. You think they would, they're still alive, though. Most yeah. of them are still alive. Yeah, two of them are. But well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, anybody in that time, 50s and 60s, if you played that techno music to them then and had them listen to it in that time frame, it would be like music from the future or music from space. It to them. Yeah, it would have been like it was music yeah. from 45 years in the future. 
<laughs> they were like, like they Whoa. would think it was space or something like right. that. The final frontier. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. And I kind of like a lot of it myself. Earl, I wish you would have come in tomorrow because Armin White is going no. to be here, and I'm dying for you guys to sit next to each other. I just, they look so much alike. Yeah. But you can't touch. We learned that from Time Cop. Yeah, if you touch, everything changes. But then they did make them touch. Time Cop really... Oh, uh, it was? Yes. Time Cop will set some stuff up and then just blow it right out again. I'm still shocked that somehow John Club was a big star. Why? He fucking kicked. He kicked. He fucked people up. It was great. You ever saw Bloodsport? Yes. Flew on the Kumite. Kickboxer? What was the movie made with Rodman? Was that Time Cop? No, it wasn't Time Cop. Double Team. <laughs> you know all the movies watch a lot of fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme movies it's a big deal the muscles from Brussels are you going to the AC, uh, LCD sound system movie tonight maybe I right. think I might go I might hit up MSG well do a bunch of Molly watch a fucking movie mm-hmm. sounds pretty fun or even if you just do a bunch of Molly yeah, just sit there. Just hang out in the office then. Here. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Look out the window. What's Molly? Mm, exactly. Never Watch heard it. of it. Narc. <laughs> narc. Oh, it's nothing, Patty. Don't worry about it. Everybody, Narc's over here. Narc. Looking for Molly. Somebody smells bacon. Come on, Patty. That'll be our new thing. We think somebody's a cop. <laughs> I know that's the Hawaii Five O fucking theme. What? Um, lots of stuff. Make sure that you go check out. Three o'clock uh, snack today. Still digging the uh, eye bang roll? Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, that, my first thing in the morning, I get up. Turn Take a shit? Com- no, well, after that. Okay. I got to push it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I turn the computer on, that's the first side I go to. Oh, nice. Earl Douglas. Top of the world. Um, there is hysterical. The G4S security theme song mm-hmm. is up. This is the guy's that are doing security for the London Olympics. And they also found out uh, that they they don't have enough people to actually pull Shit, it off. They can't <laughs> fucking secure the Olympics. But we'll just play a little bit of this. <laughs> this is going to be an insecure Olympics. Wait a minute. Isn't it like days away or something? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it's like eight days away. So there's no way to protect the American Dream basketball team. <laughs> South Park would have played this song <laughs> and Japan Jovi. Making a difference is what you do, but consider all you have at stake. The time is now, don't make a mistake. Cause the enemy prowls wanting to attack, but we're on the wall, we've got your back. So get out front and take the lead And be the winner 
you said that you understand not letting your little niece go camping with a hetero male scout leader, but thinks it's okay for your little nephew to go with a gay male. Does that make you a heterophobe? Uh, that comes in from Shower Bench, the person that you yourself attempted to out today. Do you think, here's the point, Fez thinks there should be gay scout leaders, but the point came in, well, would you let your niece go camping with an adult male? Would that make you nervous, Earl? Uh, if you found out that an adult male was taking girls out in the woods? Uh, I would, a flare would go up. A, a flare would go up. What about for you, Patty? Um, I think it should be like uh, sex appropriate. Women with the girls, guys with the boys. That's yeah. it. So you know? at the same time, doesn't that make it kind of weird for a gay male, adult male, to take yeah. young boys out? You know, anybody could lead a scout troop as long as they keep their personal life separate from but, but where they are. But you want to keep it. You're not trusting the straight man with the little girls. Um, I like the idea of being gender. Yeah, (laughs) at that age, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just anti-male, gay or straight. We expect male to... No, no, I I would agree with that. I definitely would agree with that. That fucking men are just disgusting and hideous. <laughs> and I don't even like men, uh, men school teachers. I think it should be all women, or uh, I had basically a, nuns. I, a, I think the nuns did a good job. Oh, I had a guy in the fifth grade that we, his, name was, Mr. his name was Mister. His name was Mister. Coffee. Oh, because you like it sweet and black. <laughs> yeah, oh, take all, Patty. <laughs> well, not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. Um, mm. Now, the weird thing is that you don't hear about women with little kids. You're starting to hear about them with high school age, yeah. but you never hear of like. Oh, a 30-year-old woman was touching a four-month-old. No. They need that hard fucking dick that can come. They need they need mm. the jism. Stop. Yeah. Well, I'm just that saying. That you sick. Yeah, well, you didn't have to What? Be. That's why they're bagging these young dudes. They're taking all of it. <laughs> so will you accept that, Fez? It's just anti-male? I'll, I'll accept that it's anti-male. People uh, hate men. Right. Well, no, people don't hate men. They fear them. <laughs> That's we right. fear males. They think the worst of them. Well, take a look at the world history. The invading armies have always been males. The rapists, by and large, the physical rapists have been males. It would be stupid not to fear males. You would be dumb. Not to go, hold on, there's a bunch of dudes here. Watch a cowboy movie. Five guys come rolling into town, and everyone's like, here we go. Oh, guys, a posse. Here we go. (laughs) Um, All right, I got uh, anything else? I I can't believe it's the end of the show. And I'm so glad both of you guys stopped by today. To know that even though you, Patty... And they're all broken up with each other. No. But we're still together. <laughs> no. By the way, I talked to Johnny today. He was the guy that pulled the plug. And uh, you haven't seen him since he's going away, right? No. He's lost 275 pounds. Wow. 275. He looks amazing. Great. All he had to do, 
and everybody can do this is cut their stomach out. You do that, and you'll feel great. He's almost lost three bills. Yeah. He's going for 680. This is his goal. He wants to lose 680 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So he has a goal. That's good. It is. It's good for everybody to have a goal. Yeah. I have a goal myself, and that's to dominate Poland. <laughs> the same goal. Oh, boy. Um, do you see that guy? They found him. He was a war criminal in 97, and they want to bra- drag him to justice. <laughs> well, what's yeah. the point then? No, I would feel, it. what's the point? The point <laughs> would be die. justice. <laughs> justice, fucking yeah. prick. Everyone is going to die. Yeah, he's what are you? But every, no matter who, a 20-year-old is going to die. I think he's going to be more judged by God. <laughs> mm. No, definitely. I guess we that all guy. will, right, Patty? Oh, I didn't know you were guy, such a yeah. believer. <laughs> You think you're going to go to heaven? I'm a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I don't want to go. <laughs> well, that's it for me. Uh, I got a break here. Great to see you guys. Thank you, Barbara. Um, stay on the iBang. A lot more stuff coming up. And check out that snack, 3 o'clock snack. Uh, we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. But keep putting stuff up on the iBang. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Donk.